I don't think I've ever told either of you my alligator speed bump story. What? All right. Alligator speed bump sounds like a terrible indie band, but I'm I, interested. Go on. <laughs> so I, I I was on the road for work a couple of years back with um someone who had never been to Florida, and we were driving through a part of Florida that is known as like Gator Alley or something, and you can just fucking see alligators like 20 feet off the side of the road. This is the part of Florida that contains warning signs that are like, don't fucking molest the alligators and shit. But so, like, one of the things that, like, I feel that lives in Florida, I've, I've been to Florida several times for both work and visiting said family. If you are driving along a highway, especially like a straight one that's got, like, in this area of Florida, and you feel like you ran over a speed bump, it wasn't a speed bump, it was an alligator laying across the goddamn road. Wow. And the worst thing you can do is get out of your car and see what happened. Because nine out of ten times, that alligator is very alive, and you just drove a car over it. So it's pissed. So, and we're, we're doing this drive, and we go over something, and the guy I'm traveling with goes like, oh shit, what did we just hit? And I'm like, it was an alligator. And he goes, how do you know? And I'm like, it was an alligator, but I will pull over, and you can go check to prove I'm wrong. Dude gets it, like, dude looks back, and the alligator's just like, it's turned, it is, like, hissing at our car. He goes, nope, fuck this, gets back, it pulls it right back, and goes, drive, drive, drive. I'm like, yep, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, wow, that's amazing. You're about to get spiked off the map by Captain K. Rule, it sounds like, there. (laughs) They're dark in color, so they blend into the road, too. Like, we didn't intentionally hit it, it was like, oh, yep, that's an alligator. Like, this happened two more times in this kind of driving segment, too. He's like, how do you know this? And I'm like, because I got family down here. <laughs> yeah, that's awful and terrifying. And someone told me when I started driving, like, don't get out of a car in this part of the woods. Not because of Florida, well, also that, but because if you hit something, it will bite Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 153? Is that right? I think it's right. Time is meaningless and this week is a nightmare, so I I, I don't know who I am anymore. What is the podcast? What is the Wicked Awesome Cast? Uh, Who am I? I I am Charlie, aka Mordak. I'm joined by Alex, aka Mave Online, and back from his sabbatical is Henry, aka... Is it Kraken Zero or Nomad Har? I can never remember which one's the correct one. Uh, both of them. Fair enough. Both are correct then. Cool. Yes. Uh, in this podcast, episode 153 of the Wicked Awesome Cast, I'll just get out of the way early. We're going to talk about Sonic eventually. Not yet. You have to wait for it. But we all have some feelings we need to get out. But more importantly, hey, Henry's back. Where the hell have you been? I uh, I think I think sabbatical is a good word for it, uh, seeing as how I tend to be in academia. And so, in a nutshell, I have been working as a college professor for the past couple of years, mainly teaching game programming, well, programming in programming in general, but also game programming and game design. And the school I was working for collapsed and doesn't exist anymore now, and so. 
I've been just kind of dealing with the changes and the fallout there. And in a nutshell, that's kind of it. It's it's a long and stupid story of incompetence and malice. And if you're in, if you're, I guess if you're actually curious, you could no. look it up. You'll probably find it. I don't. I won't mention the name here, but it's it is long and stupid. But in any case, I am back uh, from sabbatical, and yeah, I mean, I, I I have I have I have things to say about things. I I have been playing a lot of video games. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I I've played a couple in particular that I think were notable that I hadn't gotten around to. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I played Dead Cells finally. I picked it up. It was on sale. And what a great game! Like, fantastic. I like that game a lot. It's my, uh, I guess, my only quibble with it would be, wow, it's hard. Once you actually up the difficulty and start to try to play it, I, I'm playing it on sort of level two difficulty, I guess. If he's well, or level three difficulty, two boss cells, as it's called, and, mmm, mmm, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm just getting annihilated by the bosses now. <laughs> and so, but wow, it's a, it feels good. The game controls really well. The powers are interesting. The abilities are interesting. The metagame is interesting. The strategy is cool. It looks, it looks good. And this is coming from somebody that's really sick of the sort of, you know, 8-bit or 16-bit retro look. Yeah. But, but the game's great. It's, it's just fantastic all around. I can see why it was so popular and why it, you know, it was kind of award-winning, or at the very least, got a lot of very good reviews. Yeah, it's it is that good. Uh, if you if you like side-scroller type games, I mean, with a bit of a rogue-ish feel, that is, it has some you know randomly generated elements to it, then you'll probably like it. I mean, it's it's good action. It feels good. Feels good to control and. So that one, yeah, Dead Cells was definitely a very good experience. I also played Cultist Simulator. Is that one was a very popular award-winning game. Is it actually just called Cultist Simulator? Yeah. And the premise the premise is really fascinating. So the premise is you're an inspiring cult leader, essentially. And <laughs> Oh yeah, straight up. And what you're trying to do through the game is essentially become god or at least be- become super powered and through that you do some of the things the cult would do that is you study the occult you study like weird places and you pick up weird books and you recruit people you recruit lots of people some of them are sort of uniques that have special abilities or something that they can do many of them are just nameless and then you can utilize them how they want however you want you have to like initialize like you have to induct them into your cult and everything it's there's a lot of and the world it's building is actually kind of an interesting world but man i didn't like playing it i did not like playing that game so it, have you played the sh- the shrouded isle uh no but it sounds similar in, in oh yeah it super is except you're a cthulhu cult yeah oh. and this this one isn't Namely, uh, you can you could actually be part of multiple cults in Cultist Simulator. Huh. It has it has that we- it definitely has the weird horror feel, like weird horror or whatever strange horror, whatever yeah, you call horror. it. Yeah, elder horror. 
Eldritch Horror, horror and it was it. But man, the game, the just playing the game is not a good feeling for me. It it it, it the the way it works is it's a one-player card game. If you've never heard of it, it is a one-player card game. It is basically solitaire of a sort, or a board game, I should say. It's it's kind of like cards, I suppose. Yeah, I'm looking at like the interface for it, kind of. It's and what happens is you you have cards, and then you have sort of verbs that you attach them to, and these and when you do an action, it takes actual real time. You can speed that up using one of the options in the game. And so, let's say, like, recruiting a cult member takes a minute or something, and then during that time you can do other stuff. And it gets... And that's the part for me that started where it starts to go downhill. Because it just feels like you're... you're it's the video game equivalent of spitting plates. Lots okay. of plates at the same time. Because you're trying to get all of these things happening concurrently. They're all happen You have to make them all happen at the same time because you have to maybe make money and then you're trying to recruit people, and you're also sending people out on a mission. Maybe you're researching your own dreams, or you're researching a book, and you're doing many things at the same time, as well as dealing with any bad things that pop up in the game that randomly can happen. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of randomness in, in the game as well. And it just became unfun for me very, very quickly. Because it was like, well, the first part of it was just the game mechanics didn't feel fun to me. It was like just trying to prop up, like I said, spinning plates. Well, so I, I'm going to ask, I have a weird question now. Like, is it like a card game where you like win a table and then you move on? Or just is, is it more like a no. spreadsheet? You keep building outwards of more and more complicated systems. You have to keep kind of a check on because like that, like exactly like that. It's, it's exactly, it builds on itself. Okay. It becomes more complex. So. At the beginning of the game, you start with very few cards and very few verbs. Mm -hmm. By the end of the game, you have like a hundred cards on the table that you're trying to juggle, and like five different verbs, as well as other things, like I said, other things popping in randomly, like an investigator will pop in and try to pick you up, and try to, it's, you know, try to arrest you, essentially. Mm. Look for evidence, but yeah. And so, it's, yeah, and and that also led to the other part that I have a problem with is, to get anywhere in the game, you have to have a massive amount of knowledge. Like, the learning curve on this to get anywhere is steep. And you practically have to have a wiki. Yeah, it, it definitely has this oh, the look of, like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's it gets weird ridiculously, looking. It gets ridiculously complex. Like, I've watched, I watched a speedrun of it just to get an idea, and I was like, wow, uh, half the stuff I've never would have thought to do. So it's not like the stuff necessarily makes sense because it's weird, weird horror. It's eldritch, eldritch horror, and so it doesn't necessarily make sense how you would make these formulas or make these recipes work together. Mm. That is, certain cards combined together with a certain verb will always produce or have a likelihood of producing a certain outcome. And it gets so ridiculously complex and it's, it just seems like if you didn't have a wiki, you would have to spend days on end experimenting and just throwing random stuff together until it works, until it moves on. And, and, I, and I'd be willing to do that with a game where the mechanics were fun for me, and the mechanics just weren't fun for me. So, big game world, but not fun for me to explore. Sure. 
I, I, so how do you explore it? Because like at least the interface I'm seeing and the pictures I've found, it's all this kind of like tables. Like, is there a lore dump aspect to the game or something that happens as you're playing this stuff out? Like, are there cutscenes? Oh yes. No, no cutscenes. It's all cards, but it's on the cards themselves. Okay, like, so it, like it's like it's like flavor text on the cards essentially as you play them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's mm. what happens. And then whenever or whenever cards combine together to do something, you'll give you a little description of gotcha. what happened. Gotcha. Okay. Or or what is happening or what what you know what the results are. Yeah. And so, for instance, like I said, you can, you know, induct a new cult member into your cult. Yeah. And put them through initiation stages, essentially. And so, yeah, and then it gives you a description of what's going on. But yeah, to figure out all this stuff is trial and error, but. For me, the game mechanics don't make the trial and error fun. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned the logic didn't quite like click for you ever. No, and it is because it's weird horror. Yeah, it's not necessarily going to click. Period. It's not really meant to to a certain extent. Not sure. Yeah, that wasn't saying you should have, but yeah. So those that's the main two newer games that I've been playing. But yeah, they <clears throat> both award winning, both very popular. But, sure. Yeah, I just could not get into Cult Simulator. I wanted to because I like board games and card games. Yeah. I like games like deck builder type games, which it's it's a one player deck builder game. If you've ever played Dominion or anything like yeah. that, it's like a one player version of that. So yeah, but yeah, but as far as yeah, that's that's what I've been doing gaming wise. Yeah, I right, I have not watched Endgame, so don't spoiler me, and I have not, I have not been keeping up with all the episodes of Game of Thrones, so don't spoiler me on we those either. We've never talked about Game of Thrones ever on this podcast, actually, except that like I'll... yo Game of Thrones is happening. Yeah, yeah. I, we talked about a pre Game of Thrones party setup. Like I think we did that a while ago. Yeah, because I bought the Oreos and the beer, and that was pretty much it. I yeah, don't think we talked about anything else. Well, it's not It's not really necessarily gaming, so, yeah. It was fucking weird when that Sandworm from Dune showed up in the last episode, man. That was pretty trippy. Yeah. Ha ha. But... I enjoy spreading false spoilers more than I enjoy spreading actual spoilers. Because yeah. you can see people get mad for nothing, where it's like, No! I, I wanted to see that! Like, you're not going to see that. That was a lie. Why would you make that up? Because it's funny. If you thought for a second... The thing from Dune shows up. Really? Who knew that hot pie was Azora's eye after all? Who knew? Yeah. King we deserve. Right? Baker King. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets a loaf. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw from Alex's desk quickly. Uh, he has risen. <laughs> yeah, I make puns now, Henry. You're w- welcome back. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Not often, but uh, I guess speaking of po- hot pie, actually, we could talk about my week. Um, <laughs> I love the transition. Go on. <laughs> uh, there's a transition here too. It's weird. So I probably the biggest thing happening this week is um, how many of you remember the Pizzone? The Pizzone? Pizza Hut's weird pub cal- calzone. Oh yeah. Well, Why? it's back, bitches. Why? <laughs> Just get a normal calzone and be done with it. No, but I want the weird interpretation Pizza Hut does where the crust is too thick 
and they forget to put sauce on the inside. So it's just a meat and topping pocket with like kind of semi-sweet crust around the outside of it. So it's just a strangely baked like pasty. Yeah, it's it's like a pizza pasty at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, and I'm not even a real a big fan of calzone oh, I, in general. As a huge fan of calzones, as a huge fan of pizza, every time Pizza Hut brings out one of their abomination foods where it's like, you tried to improve pizza again, didn't you? I will try it, just know how wrong they are. The pizzone holds a special place in my heart that's like, this is wrong and, and delicious. It's a sweet, yeah. it's a really sweet pizza. Yeah, the Pizzone. Yeah, I see the the Pizza Hut thing that I got it. I like is the various types of crusts where they just somehow add cheese to the yeah, crust I'd... one way or another, and they have several versions of that. There's their normal just stuffed crust pizza, which they usually offer, but occasionally they go back and offer the. Two weird ones where one of them just looks like they kind of shaped the crust weird I, and I, poured cheese in it. I, and then another one where it's like they made sort of tubes as the yep. crust. And, and the put the pizza in the, t- in the tube. Yeah. I, yeah. It's weird. I, I think it was them, but I'm not sure it was. A pizza company I used to live near at one point offered cinnamon roll crust on normal pizzas. And that was hmm. just too much of an abomination for me to ever order. But to this day, I'm like, but then you get to the end, and it's dessert. That's brilliant. Yeah. It is yeah. absolutely genius, yes. That does make, I mean, because, honestly, a good crust makes a pizza. Yeah. And, and, but what and if that if, crust was a cinnamon roll? Yeah, or, or a cinnamon stick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually sounds pretty good to me. It's almost like, like those dessert pizzas that you see out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those things are wrong. No, they're, they're, they're amazing. I've oh, they're delicious. They're wrong. Like There's... I've had I've had apple like the kind of apple pie sort of ones before and those are pretty good. It's basically Again, just apple pie as pizza. Yeah, not knocking how good they are, but like the fact that someone's like, yo, you know what we need? Dessert pizza. Is this the pie? Nah, dessert pizza. What is that? We're gonna take cinnamon sugar and put icing on a pizza dough. It's just okay. it's just a, it's just a flat pie. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's not even a pie, because pie at least has like semi healthy, like this used to be fruit filling. This is just dough and no, sugar no. and icing, and sometimes a little bit extra. No, the the apple the apple ones that I've had had actual apples on. That's them. fair. That's fair. Most just just pizza. just less than most pie. Fair. But I, I and I wouldn't say that pies are healthy. They're mostly sugar. I said semi healthy. Not even really. The, the, it the inside fruit. is basically just liquid sugar. It contains with a bit fruit. of fruit. Yeah, I suppose, but also like mountains of sugar. I'm not saying they're good for you. I'm just saying that a key lime pie will, in theory, help prevent scurvy. <laughs> I like key lime pie. I do too. They prevent scurvy. That, that is a very nice type of pie. You guys have not heard the legend that is Shakey's dessert pizza, have you? No. I didn't grow up in a place that had Shakey's. I, I didn't go to a Shakey's till like four years ago. I think you were there the first time I set foot in a Shakey's. Gotcha. Okay, so, take a pizza crust, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make it cinnamon, you know, cinnamon sugar and all that stuff, sure. right? 
instead of pizza sauce, let's just go ahead and melt a bunch of Oreo frosting and lather that bitch up on top. Oh, right. You guys don't have fried dough on this coast. Yeah. And, just because we're not one to waste things, let's go ahead and fucking throw the cookies of the Oreos on top of that frosting on the pizza. Yeah. I, what you're In a describing, result... Oh, go ahead. What you're describing is fried dough, a, like, carny food from where I grew up. Yeah. And, sometimes it looks like they throw chocolate on this bitch. So they drizzle chocolate on top of it. Yeah. I, yeah. You want to talk about abominations to pizza? The, the Pozone is a joke compared to the Shakey's abomination of this dessert pizza. This is Fair. literally diabetes by the slice. Yeah. This is why I'm fat.com material right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the health yeah. nut in, and Henry is exploding right now just looking at this. The healthy eating fitness junkie has just looked at that being like, this is why I work out to survive longer than these two fools. He looks at this, he's like, every day we stray further from the light. He can that's feel just, his cells retching. That's just a normal pie. No, it's not. It's, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, but, but I mean, yeah, I can tell it's on a pizza crust, but otherwise it just kind of looks like a like a yeah, oh, Oreo right. pie. You're from the Midwest where food is weird too for totally different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I forgot this, Alex. Like you're used to LA where like food is healthy and shit. I'm from the Northeast where we will deep fry a pizza, and Henry's from the part of the world that like suspends fruit and vegetables in jello. Yeah. Oh. And and we deep fry everything. Yeah, like and they including... deep fry that jello. Deep fry Oreos, we'll deep fry Mars bars, which are actually really good. You'll deep fry butter. I've seen it. It's delicious. And like what what's called a funnel cake is just deep fried frying. Yeah, what if you it, didn't bother putting it's, it through it's a fruiter? It's it's just like a bunch of dough thrown in there. I mean it's yeah. just fried dough. Funnel cake exists That's, here. Fried dough I was talking about is just like what if you took out the step of putting it through a tube and just dumped that entire container into a deep fryer? That's what fried dough is from where I grew up. All right. So I guess it's kind of similar to a fun but funnel cakes are usually very light. Yeah. They oh, no. This heavy. is like a solid slab of dough. Like someone took a loaf of bread for just threw it in a fryer. Like the dough from which is like, ah, fuck it, it's dessert now. And then hands <laughs> you like a two pound deep fried thing. Like, is this healthy? And they go, no. Oh, pizza. You are such a good delivery vehicle mm -hmm. for so many foods. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have some tonight when I watch yeah. the new episode of Game of Thrones where Hot Pie takes the Iron Throne because it's oh. the stove now. It's the now iron the Iron stove. stove. It's the Iron Stove. Hot I Pie would, I covered up pastries and justice. I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. I, I would watch the British Bake Off thing that was essentially the game. I, I want the British Bake Off set in, the, in Westeros so it's like you either win the Westeros Bake Off challenge, or we feed you to a dragon. Do I just go home? Nope, this is Westeros. Yep. You gonna die. Yeah. Uh, back to the podcast, I suppose, and not our weird bacon <laughs> things. I, I'm still playing MK. This thing is still fun. I, it's, I, I really hate that we've now managed to go three weeks in a row, or two weeks in a row, where it's like, yeah, I wish it was the only story for this game was like, 
how good it is, and that patch did a great job of fixing things, kind of, but, like, we got some bullshit to talk about again this week in news. It still plays yeah. great, but I, I, I'm also be, I'm also kind of finishing up a G, a, my GM notes for a Starfinder campaign I'm going to run. We have not done that yet, so I'll let you know how that all turns out, but I forgot Starfinder. how much prep goes into being a GM. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've not played Starfinder. Uh, oh yeah, like you Pathfinder oh yeah, you mentioned space. it. Yeah, you mentioned that. It's yeah, yeah it's Pathfinder in space, which is cool. It's, it's Shadowrun for people that don't hate themselves. Yeah, it is not Starjammer. That's a different game. <laughs> you know Starjammer, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're spell. Sorry, spell. Spelljammer. I got that wrong. Spelljammer. Well, there's two. I know Spelljammer. Yeah, Spelljammer. Starjammer is a, cart- a comic book thing. Spelljammer, which was D and D in space, but with magic. Yeah, yeah. But Starfinder, kind of. Yeah, I, I we'll talk about this also more in our news some, but I also watched a shit ton of Borderlands three streams. So I, I guess kind of they had their official like reveal stream, and they had a bunch of streams by people there. And I watched a bunch of those, and and to quote our savior Thanos, the hardest choices require the strongest wills. There is nothing worse than watching a bunch of fucking influencers that have never played a goddamn game before try and put their, like, normal streamy bullshit into, like, yeah, I've never played Borderlands before, and I'm like, you do not deserve to be there. Please shut the fuck up and just play the game so I can watch what happens. I know more about this franchise than you do. I just don't get why this robot is so bad at things. Yes, the robot is bad at things because that's the franchise, you idiots! I that's literally we have several games consist already establishing that. It's real. So, re- so like, the game kind of has a making fun of influencers and streamers set of jokes. Like in the reveal stuff, they showed some of that shit off. It is real weird watching a bunch of like shitty of like reaction streamers stream this shit not getting the game is making fun of them while like reacting to it and like the game almost is self-aware to be like yeah i bet people when they play this for let's plays are gonna be like oh this is a weird thing to talk over the person's like yeah that is weird i'm like oh god it it, it's too self-aware to stream and i love it (laughs) i really do i that weird ecosystem they're doing, we'll talk about in news too, but I don't think it works, mm. but maybe it does. I got no fucking clue. I set that shit up. What have you been up to, Alex? Uh, well, let's take a look here. Uh, guess who started streaming again? Henry? <laughs> yes. Henry. He's streaming. Can I make another guess? Yes. Is it my dog? Did Scrump start streaming? Scrump is always welcome to stream and post pictures and just be Scrump every time. Yeah. Had a so, good week on Instagram. Yeah. Really nice week. I was following and, and, and check, of course, dropping them likes, you know, because that's what you guys influencers do on Instagram. Yeah. You want them likes? I, I'm not the influencer. My dog, who's asleep next to me, is. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I started streaming again, and it's, it's actually been kind of nice. Uh, I have kind of a little bit of a schedule in place now. So, What are you streaming? Um, let's see. Well, mainly WoW right now, but I'm going to do some Division 2. I might mix it up and do some other games here and there. Uh, I definitely want to, since we were talking about, like, 
side-scroller action-y games like Dead Cells, I'd probably think about picking that up. And then I want to actually get through Fury, because Fury is kind of similar to Dead Cells in a way, but okay. it's like, it's more, it be the it's same a 3D-based setup. Wouldn't surprise me, but it's like that 3D setup for it. But I really yeah. enjoyed playing Fury, and I think I want to do a game, like a playthrough through it. So I'll probably do that at some point soon. Uh, and speaking of older games I picked up recently, um, I guess they had re-released Symphony of the Night for PS4. Oh, yeah. We talked about part that. Of that. They bundle. were doing another yeah. version of that. Yeah. So I picked it up because I was talking about that game with Mandy, and I was like, oh, you got to try it at some point. Um, the dialogue in the new version sucks. They oh, no, that version is a bad game. That, that version has been hailed as bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But as far as gameplay goes, I think not a lot of it has changed. It's mainly like dialogue and a few other things. But sure. it does run pretty smooth. Because I remember back on PS1, when you would do certain things, like turn into the fog and do other stuff, the game would slow down due to like whatever, just at frame rates and pixels on the screen. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, this one doesn't feel like it has that weird lag when you see like pixelated blood explode and things like that so far. So that's kind of nice. The controls still feel pretty solid. Um, so I will say as far as holding up, the game has held up somewhat well, except for the dialogue. The dialogue and the voice acting on it now really sucks. So, um, but yeah, mainly just cause like I, I enjoy Castlevania S games and, uh, we're actually, I threw it in the news cycle, but there's, we're going to talk a little bit about Bloodstained mm. briefly. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, Nothing else in particular really happened this week that I can think of. Um, oh, yeah, I'm 33 now. So, that happened. I've completed another lap around the, uh, the solar system, so... Did you pass go? That's... Did you collect $200? Yes. I'm still waiting for the $200 to show up, but the guy on the phone assured me that once I send him my $100, he'll send me his 200 back. Mm. Of course. Yes. So, yeah. Um, other than other than it's been an okay week. Not too bad. Good times. Oh, we're really close to killing Jaina, or at least finishing the fight with Jaina. So I'm stoked about that. Maybe Jaina about seven seven percent away now. So have people so, killed Jaina yet? I'm assuming yes. Oh yeah, no, she's been cool, killed uh, for a while now. So what is your guild suck, uh, Alec? Uh, we're we're a two time, two <laughs> two day a week for four hours at night guild. We don't exactly have the strongest roster. I- I'm sorry, I'm I know nothing about shitty. Warcraft raiding at this point. That sounds like you're all a bunch of slackers. You need to step up your game. Fuck that. We raid twice a week on the weekends, late night, and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hearing a lot of slacker speak coming out of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. on this one. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Let's, oh, and uh, watching people's childhoods get shattered this week was kind of fun. You want to just dive right scary. into that? Should, should we go right to news? Well, no, we still have Henry to do his week. He was first. Well, he was first? Yeah. Man, okay, you're getting forgetful in your old age, on. Alex. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting old. What are the signs of dementia or is it um, Alzheimer's, like forgetting things? Probably. Do you love? Did you? Did your loved ones know your oldest dirt and it's gonna fall over and die at some point? Well, I have been getting letters from AARP 
to sign up for their shit since I've been like 20-something. So it was just a matter of Are you Melisandre? Are you secretly a super old woman? Whoa, whoa. Spoilers. That was in the last season. Spoilers, bro. I didn't realize this is a wicked awesome spoiler cast. That's next week. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we no. <laughs> I think Whatever we're, we want to recording that stuff. endgame thing. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good for news. Fair enough. You're, you're ready for news then? Yeah. You ready to dunk on some childhoods? You ready to destroy yeah. some childhoods? Well, yeah. obviously the biggest news this week is that Cobra Kai got renewed for season three. That's it for news this week. We're done. Yep. Yep. Uh, emails. Uh, did anybody email about Cobra Kai? We no. did not get any emails, emails about then. Cobra Kai. I... <laughs> There's no emails to be sent about Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is perfect. Childhood's destroyed. Obviously, we're fucking talking about Sonic. Yeah. I, so, we've all watched the Sonic trailer, I assume, at least once, right? Yes. I watched it this morning for peak freshness, and I, boy, do we have things to say. I have now watched this goddamn thing five times, and the only takeaway I actually have from it is that apparently Eggman slash Robotnik, whatever the fuck his name is in this thing, is actually technically the good guy because I think Sonic caused like a blackout on the West Coast, which hypothetically killed a bunch of people. Yeah, like hospitals. Yeah, yeah, hospitals kind of require that power. Now, most hospitals have some sort of a backup, but what he did apparently did look like it just took those out too. It took, it took the out entire all the backup grid generators down, generators. generators and all, which, um, yeah. It's real interesting seeing the movie go the direction of uh, Sonic is a mass murderer, who especially yeah. hates babies. But I, yeah. <laughs> w- what were your takeaways from this trailer? Uh, you can go first, Henry. I'll, I'll, I'll I need a moment to get right. my thoughts on this one. So, all right. So, I, I, I think my hot take is I don't have nearly as much of a hot take as some people would. I, all right. So, as the resident sort of super Sega fan, yeah, as your sync points confirm every week yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i all right so my my first overall thought is was like that was that was a movie trailer pretty normal for movie trailers it's like okay mm-hmm. um i and if i and i'll just kind of go for i guess in sequential order so i got some notes here so all right uh so i liked i liked the part where he's sitting there stretching like an olympic sprinter I actually think that's a cool touch. I think that's sure. fun. I thought that was cool. Um, I think using... Why are they using Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise as the music? I have I don't so many questions all. about that music choice, yeah. I have no idea. It doesn't... Maybe they're trying to harken back to the 90s, I guess? I mean, but uh, that's a weird choice because it doesn't seem to fit with anything. Like, like it was never been associated with that... that Song has never been associated with Sonic in the past. Yeah, save that for the Shadow sequel where he's got a gun. Yeah, or just, but I mean, it's like, it was never ever associated with Sonic. Why would you bring back an ancient song like that for the Sonic movie when nobody ever has ever associated the two together ever? That's that's just kind of weird. So, um, I, a little more on this topic, actually. Apparently, it's not even the original thing. It's like a bad recut of that song or something. Like, it's mm. not even the original version of that song. It's some weirder, weirder. thing than that. Why? It's just, maybe they got it for cheap. I don't know. I, All right. 
Um, <laughs> Coolio's got to raise more money for his cooking show, guys. Yeah. Yo, we got to go other... to the bargain music bin for the Sonic yeah. thing because, man, we got to take a bath on it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, next, I like the way the spin dash looked. I thought that was real, actually kind of a cool looking sequence. Like, where he hops out and then goes immediately into a spin dash. I thought that looked very cool. I thought that looked fine. Um, Jim Carrey is just being mostly Jim Carrey, what we expect from yep. Jim Carrey. I I don't know. I I like Jim Carrey. I've generally liked him in most of the movies. He's probably going to fucking carry that movie. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good actor. He's a good comedic actor, and his that's been established. And he's he just looks like he's hamming it up as a robotnik, just chewing the ser- yep. the scenery. So that's fine. I still think Danny DeVito would have been made the best robotnik, but whatever. And Jim Carrey's fine. He's a great comedic actor. So I'm sure <laughs> that's gonna be fine. Can I offer you an Eggman in this trying time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like. I like the part near the end where it's just like he's where they establish that he moves so fast he's like the flash where the world looks like it's in slow motion to him. I think that's a cool effect because, you know, they've done that with the various speedsters throughout the years, you know, the Flash yeah. and Superman, you know, where every and Quicksilver where everything's standing still. I like that. That's cool. I, I, I that's something I would have wanted to see in a Sonic movie. So for me, it's like yeah, for a Sonic movie, it makes sense. It delivered on a having a perfectly normal trailer. Trailers are never great. I mean, occasionally they're good, but I mean, often they're garbage. Um, I guess for me, it's just I I kind of don't get the hate that it's getting. Yes, we make fun of it, but some people are just enraged. I but. It doesn't. It's not surprising people get enraged about stuff like this, yeah. about nostalgic stuff all the time. But it's not. It's it. It looks goofy. I I wish they would. I, and I I imagine they might give him better shoes at some point in the movie. Maybe that'll be a plot point. Oh, I think he, I think they happens. find the as, shoes at some point. There's like a thing in the trailer that references him get putting on the shoes. Yeah, and but they need they they need to look more like the iconic shoes i think but you know more simpler design but whatever i That's think fine. the vitriol At least red. is the weird kind of human face the human mouth with very human teeth yeah and Which... like the fucking trailer ends essentially on a weird child abduction joke yeah yeah it's yeah. not my kid yeah but yeah it's yeah, I mean, so for me, the most part is just like, um, and, and you know what? I don't think he necessarily needs the read like redesign that apparently I guess they're gonna do. Yeah, they are redesigning this character after the whole outrage like, what, over it. Like what? Like what do people actually want changed? Do they just want his body style changed? Ah, uh, it's so, honest, I think it's goofy, but I mean, I think it'll look even weirder if he just has his weird skinny body. I don't think that's what I they're think... pushing for. I think it's the face that people have a lot of issues with. I've seen mm. some kind they of mock-ups. They want it to be more, car- of... more yeah, cartoony. There, there are Le- some less... mock-ups out there that fix it, I think, pretty well. I guess the problem is, it's in that weird, even weirder place, be- somewhere between, say, Pikachu looking like, you know, Detective Pikachu just looking like a furry Pikachu cartoon. Sure. And not really realistic in a lot of ways. And the super realistic rocket 
you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy, who he he looks like a raccoon. He looks like an actual real raccoon, like his whiskers, his mouth, everything. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It seems like they couldn't decide whether to go Rocket Raccoon or Detective Pikachu with Sonic. And I think maybe in a redesign, maybe they'll actually go full more full with one or the other. See, but the thing is, though, the cartoon Pikachu looks like a Pikachu. I like, have put a picture in Sonic, our... That, well, that's what I was just saying. The Sonic, he's some, he sits somewhere between the Detective Pikachu, who still looks like the cartoon, pretty much, and Rocket, who looks like a real raccoon. Yeah, yeah like, like the fix on the right is a lot better looking than the one on the left. For those the confused, I just put what's going to be our thumbnail this week of some way up in our chat. Yeah. So, the, the the one that they currently have looks like a dude in a Sonic suit on an Amazon ad. That's the problem. He yeah. looks really fucking creepy. It's Well, it's sitting in the uncanny valley. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure you're both kind of familiar with what, what that means, but yeah, I, it, that's what I'm saying. It's sitting in the uncanny valley because Pikachu went on the side of Uncanny Valley that's less real. He, he doesn't like his mouth and things. It just it looks less realistic. So it's kind of dancing on that side of it. Whereas Rocket is dancing on the other side of that where he just looks very realistically like a raccoon. Yeah, and I think, though, but, to your, what you're saying... And Sonic, is, dead Sonic is neither of those. Sonic yeah. is sitting in between that. And that's that's... I think that's really what's... Like I said, that's the uncanny valley there. That's that's making a lot of people uncomfortable. I think. I I also think just some stuff like the eyes, the proportions, the rest of the body. Like I think Alex and I, have, to a certain extent, this looks like some weirdo in a big kind of one piece, furry pajama outfit to a certain with a weird hat on. Like it's a very human set of proportions. It looks very human. Like it. I I would argue people are kind of being a little. What's the right word for it? Like um prejudice against the furries angle of this to a certain extent, but yes, it is also, I think, just a bad design of the iconic Sonic character. Like the, the hipster Sonic that came out a couple years ago for was it Sonic Legends or something with him with a fucking scarf had similar yeah. kind of elongation to it that was equally bad, and people had the oh, exact oh, same all the redesigns on that one were bad, because Knuckles it was just dumb. Even, like, just really dumb looking, but yeah, yeah I but there again, it's not like, I mean, for the people freaking out over, you know, oh, my childhoods, uh, uh, the Sonic property has been dodgy forever. It has yeah. been so hit, hit and miss for so long. This is, that's just, it's just a thing. So it's like, for me, I guess as a longtime Sonic fan, I'm like, yeah, I have no expectations on whether it's going to be good or bad. None. Oh, yeah, no, it's. This is going yeah, with, to be bad. No one is confused by, like, maybe it'll be good, but I think everyone's going to see it with the assumption it's like, this is not going to be good. I think, you know what? I think it, well, just seeing the trailer, I think it has the ability to maybe surprise people. Yeah. I thought the trailer was fine. So, I mean, my overall feel for the trailer was I liked it. I think changing Sonic's face to be, like I said, either more towards less realism or more realism will help. They're probably going to go for more Detective Pikachu, less realism, to be honest, yeah. because I think that's a smarter move to get to get be out of that uncanny valley. But that's really the only thing, because the rest of the trailer I thought was fun. 
it's it remind me of a lot of stuff I've seen before, and it's kind of a trope that's been used. That is a sort of the, you know, the stranger walks in and is taken in by Mister Normal or the Normal Family. You know, that's a trope that's been used for a long time because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, we E.T. is the you know the old example, classic example. Newer one was is practically Stranger Things in Eleven. You know, the sort of weird. You know, the weird, unknown stranger kind of comes in and becomes kind of a part of the family. Of sure. Yeah, you know, and, and I could I could think of better, you know, and I could think of better, you know, comparisons, but I don't know. I think the movie might be fine, to be honest. It, it might be, but I think, like, the trailer also contains lots of hints, like, that apparently fucking Sonic's uh, quills are radioactive or conduct lightning or something could be used as a power source. Like, it's the fact that Sonic's a straight-up alien in this thing, it seems like a weird choice, I guess. It, I don't know. Like, it's possible Jim Carrey could fucking carry this through. None of the Sonic stuff, except the spin dash, I enjoyed in this movie. And you, it's, you didn't know. like the time freeze? I like the time freeze It a was lot. a neat touch, it's... but I've seen that done so many times. It's like, okay, yeah. This. But the thing is, I wanted to see it done with Sonic. That, that's, that was my point, my yeah, perspective on that. you're forgetting like, the line think... Sonic said when the time freeze happened. Okay, I don't remember that now. He says, like, oh, I just got my, it's, I just got my 10,000 steps of the day or something. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. implying Sonic has a fucking Fitbit on. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know, know those but... kids love the Fitbits. <laughs> but, you know, but that, but, you know, that is... You know, that's kind of a part of the Sonic thing, as the type of mascot he is. He he says stuff like that. He's, I mean, he he's supposed to be kind of sark, like snarky and funny. That's that's the way they've always established him. So I don't know. A, yeah, they're I gonna to throw just... in they're gonna throw in dated stuff. It's it's a blockbuster type movie, so of course they're gonna throw in some dated references. I, I've I, I've come to acknowledge that from any blockbuster, I, it's going to throw in some extremely date references that will date itself immediately. The the reaction I had to the movie is partially driven by one of the older members of my office was like, "Yo, this looks sick! I can't wait to watch this!" And it was like, mm. "Are are you excited?" Ironically, like like genuinely excited he was for this thing, and he's like, "This looks awesome." I'm like, "What part of this looks awesome?" And he goes like, "All of it." And I'm like. What are you on? I thought a lot of it looked cool. I mean, I mean, like maybe it's an age other, thing then. I, other, other than other than Sonic's face, yeah. Like, what was what was wrong with it? It's pretty much like any other summer blockbuster trailer I've ever seen. And that may be the problem I'm running into. Like, it it very much had these vibes of like, hey, Sonic got shot with a dark gun. Hey, we're making a bad child kidnapping joke. Hey, Robotnik's being Robotnik. I, I guess it's like the. The, the, the trailer felt so disproportionate because you had highs and you had lows. And maybe they're more what they need because they have that fucking mushroom zone thing at the end that maybe bodes well for the rest of the movie, but the design of the character is so bad, in my opinion at least, that it's like, okay, you got some of this stuff right, but then you really whiffed on this. Like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's always going to be a hard hard transfer. I mean, all right, so this is something that I've that I've something that I've been acknowledged for a long time is anytime you move anything from one medium to another, you end up having to change it pretty drastically. Sure. That's why like 
I wouldn't even have high hopes for like a God of War movie. Because I feel like the change to a movie would actually ruin a lot of what makes it good. Yeah, I'd also it's, argue the most recent God of War is cinematic enough it's its own movie. It is very cinematic. That's what but I'm saying like even though it's I, I cinematic the way it's done. Anytime a video game makes the jump. The way through. it's the way the plot works does not work for a movie. Yeah. It, it the way the plot the plot sings and just the, the way it moves it doesn't work for a movie. It's not meant to. It's meant for the. Me- it's meant specifically for the medium. It's yeah. carefully crafted for the medium, and that's going to happen. I mean, that's why video game movies are still a running joke, because most of the time it's just too hard to transfer anything meaningful between the mediums. It's very. It's always going to be very difficult, and you have to either, and you either veer towards, oh, we're just going to do exactly what the game did, yeah. and end up with maybe a bad movie or a terrible movie or like completely change it and maybe have a chance of having a good movie is it's like all right so all right unpopular opinion super mario super mario brothers movie was is actually enjoyable to watch if you if you don't if you aren't just married to what you expect from super mario brothers if what you're expecting is a very drunk bob hoskins and john leguizamo running around trying to battle with an also drunk Dennis Hopper drunk and crazy Dennis Hopper it's actually a fun movie but it's I like what you were saying I also think that oh no I don't expect yeah. anybody to agree with me that it's good but it's just yeah they took a chance instead of just saying alright we're just going to transfer it to the screen they're like mm, maybe let's just go a different tack because oh my gosh there's no real plot here to work with, especially at that point in time. It's like Super Mario Brothers three. It's not really a good plot I, for a movie. I it would works argue for there's te- more it works of a for a plot. cartoon series. It works for a car- It worked very well for a cartoon series yeah. because it's episodic. The way games work is episodic. Yeah, that's what that's why I feel like. The, that's what. Yeah, that's why I feel like video games work way better for a TV format because their epi- games are have a tendency to be more episodic than one yeah. sweeping epic that you could contain in a movie. Too yeah. many hours of content for a movie. And so, I, I, but yeah. I, so I that's why when it comes to the, you know, however much they're changing, you know, making Sonic an alien or whatever, I don't care. Those are things that you would end up having to change one thing or another, so you aren't going to be able to just go by the source material I, for, for changing a medium like that. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I don't disagree with that inherently. I think the issue is that there is more that there is more Sonic lore than there ever has been Mario lore. It's not great lore, but there <laughs> there is more plot to the Sonic games than the Mario games for the most part, at least the early ones. Yeah. And yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, and the stuff that came after like the love it or hate it, that whole like um Sonic Adventures stuff that people seem real polarized on has a plot and has like some stuff it oh. establishes and has some reach I love the Sonic shit. Adventure games. I love both of those, but yeah. yeah. I do yeah, too. It, but honestly, it has but... has a but it has a pretty far-reaching plot. Yeah. Like it actually has a yeah, I mean, but there again, it's so episodic it would n- not translate to a movie at all. I mean, it would like I said it translates to a TV series, which that's why we've had some good cartoon TV series based on games because the episodic thing works. I mean, yeah. but but to a movie... I mm, don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
But we'll see. It's going to come out. I suspect we're all going to see it. We make good life choices. Yep. When it comes out, make sure you got to go fast to the theater and watch it. Make Someone sure you break Alex's legs on. right now. It's to break them with a stick make, or a pipe. Make sure you got your Fitbit on so you can count your steps. Well, you should already have it on because all of us kids, fellow kids, relate with Fitbits, right, guys? As I sit I here, I have a ten thousand steps for the day. As I sit Which here, wearing a that Fitbit. They're mis- they should take advantage of a marketing opportunity there and make Sonic branded Fitbits. I I, I hope. Yes, I, get I on want it. that. I want that. Yep, and I want. Would I that want be Sonic a blue ring or like a weird gaudy gold ring? Gold ring. It'd be a gold ring, and then when you hit Absolute. your steps, it do the it do the uh, when you get like when you pick up the gold mm. rings, you know that way you know. You mean the Seven Eleven checkout sound? Yeah. Yes. But yes. for every single every single step. Yeah, but it has to be authentic because you have to show people you have it, and when you get punched in the fucking face, you need to make the ring drop off sound like if you step on a spike. Oh, okay, so what you're saying <laughs> is if you get if you take damage, you lose all your steps for the day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, I am down for this now. I am really down for this. So when how you do I pick up a small rank? percentage of the of the steps I lose? Like, can I pick up like twenty of them to keep going somehow? You like, can... if you run really fast immediately, can you catch some of your steps yeah. back? Maybe. Like, can I keep picking up no. those same steps to gain immortality over and over and over? <laughs> yes. You drop a bunch of coins out of your pocket, but you have to make sure you pick up a certain amount. Otherwise, you're kind of fucked. You literally yeah. will just die. You'll fall. Okay, like you'll, so... You might, trip, you might trip on a rock, and then, since you have no coins on you, you literally just die. Okay. Yep. That's the trade-off you make for... Becoming Sonic. or Sonic. becoming a, a Sonic fit better. Okay. Yeah. Also, make sure you dab at some point because I'm sure in that fucking movie he's going to dab. No, please don't. Oh, he's going to dab. Don't. Oh, he's going to uh, dab. Are you kidding me? You, you, you thought Fitbit was the least of your worries? Yeah, if they're if they're referencing Fitbit, we're probably going to see a dab. Yep. That's and it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. So, um, not to miss a golden opportunity to transition, um, speaking of things we don't want to see dab, Borderlands 3. Mm. Shit. Did either of you watch the reveal trailer for it? Like, the hour-long uh, thing they did? No. Not all the way through. Uh, it's I lo- And this is coming from somebody that, likes that, that owns Borderlands 1 and 2. I do own both of those. But, uh, and I've played quite a bit of both. But I have not watched... Uh, I don't know. I guess... Yeah, I have not watched that yet. I, it is an impressive thing to look at. I, it's what they are doing is. If you'd asked me a week ago, like, "Hey, do you think Gearbox is self-aware enough to make kind of the necessary improvements to Borderlands that like will bring it up to the modern era of video games?" I'd have probably said, "I'd like to think so," but no, it's Gearbox, like. This is a company, I keep making jokes about whether I'm going to make a fucking robot that everyone hates, but also loves, but really fucking hates, dab in their trailers. Like, they're not aware enough to understand that, like, that shit has passed and ages poorly. Like, fuck, they brought us tiny... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the general <laughs> consensus about this game coming out of that event is, holy shit, it's a big deal. Like, and not like, oh, Anthem and Division should be looking out. Like, no, all loot shooters 
the inventor of your genre is coming back. Like, even Destiny, take note, like, this thing is doing some shit that maybe you should have done all along. And mm. it's got some real smart co-op stuff going on. Like, it, like, it's got the system where you can play with a friend and the game will scale your damage and your friend's yep. damage to normalize so you can be fighting level 20 stuff it, and they it, can be fighting level 5 stuff. It did that in 2. It did, did that it? in, uh, yes. Are you absolutely. sure? Yeah. Because I did it with people. I felt like yeah. that was like if you were overpowered, you were just overpowered comparatively. Um, no, no. Like, I know, and I think even Borderland, Borderlands 1 did that. No. I, but that... I know for I know for a fact that Borderlands 2 did it because I did that. Is I am way over-leveled in both games, but it's like for somebody to play with me, they're just hopelessly lower level. Um, I'm pretty sh- uh, Gosh, I'll have to look that up. I mean, did that? No, because you that? could cause you could power level in that game by doing exactly what you're talking about. Like it's, I'm. I thought, I thought you could. Maybe no. I'm thinking a, of another game where I played with a friend and did that type of thing. I think you're oh, thinking I of think... a different game. They may have added it I... since, but I don't think Borderlands Two had that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe I am thinking of another yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I must be thinking of another game, but. The well, game what also game has... am I thinking of? Because I've I've definitely played a game where that was a thing where I played and the other person was just kind of leveled up with me. Gosh, uh, eh, okay, I'll I'll think of it yeah. at some point. But in any case, yeah, that's a that is that is an awesome feature. Yeah, they also offer loot instancing where like you'll have your own realm of loot, so you can't like fire the people with their loot. Like it's there's some smart shit going down, or you can turn all that shit off and go classic Borderlands, like in classic mode. Like that's that's. Why I think it's not in there because they call it classic mode. Yeah. Mm. Like there's three action skills now per character. One of the characters has like you can assign multiple action skills. Guns have alt fires that look cool. And they added two more um, manufacturers to the games that do what that seem to add some new stuff. Like you get to go do. It. There are totally new planets. I, like if they took it one step further and you weren't playing as a fucking named character and therefore, like, have to have a certain look to you, this would be, like, Destiny 3, but not from Bungie. Mm. That's a big goddamn deal. I, like, I, Randy Pitchford is so fucking confident in this game, as they're closing up their thing, he says, we're gonna go um, uh, crash Guardian Con, which is the big Destiny event that happens in Florida, <laughs> which is yeah, ballsy. Man, but you know, I have to say, like Borderlands one and two are s- some of my favorite games. That like pre-sequels, ma- mainly real bad, but yeah, mainly way more fun to play when you have somebody else to play with. I'll say that definitely. I, like, I think it's way more fun co-op than not. I played through almost all of Borderlands one co-op with a with a friend of mine, and that was super fun. Borderlands two to this day is still the game. I have played the most on an Xbox platform out of everything. Like, really? I think <laughs> I played so much of that game that my ridiculous number of hours in Destiny in Destiny One still don't actually compare to that game. Like, I bring this up every once in a while. There was this bizarre time where Xbox like would send you a yearly summary of like your use of an Xbox, and that and it was like. Like, 15% everything else I've ever played. 
85% Borderlands 2. <laughs> it's like, yo, you played two Final Fantasy games on this platform. And I'm like, did I? Or at least two like 100-hour <laughs> games and stuff. They're like, yeah. Holy shit, you play a lot of Borderlands 2. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm so I'm I'm definitely hyped for Borderlands Three. I think, oh uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting interesting things that they're bringing into it too. Some new stuff as well, not just stuff we've always wanted to see in a loot shooter, but yeah. new stuff too. Oh no, it, it's it is an evolution of Borderlands in the like coolest of sense, and Borderlands Two was real special to a lot of people, myself included. So it's really cool to see them understanding what the player basically seems to want out of that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I take it back to Amara looks fucking cool. I, I may actually play her. Her whole melee I'll thing probably seems to will be play like her. ranged attacks. I, I, tend, I tend to play, well, she looks like she does melee really well, too. Yeah. I tend to play characters who do good melee, to be honest. Like, in Borderlands 1, love the Siren. That's, who, that's the only one I ever played. Yep. I played her for her uh, weird kill skills, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, and so uh, yeah, I'll, that's probably who I see among the characters. I'd probably be most likely to play Amara. Um, I need the, them to uh, show off the Titanfall character to see how the fuck that plays, because I could also be down with that. Or or Flack, just because I kind of like odd characters. He looks so goddamn cool. He's yeah. a robot with pets. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's, yeah, so that's the other character, because the other character I played in Borderlands 2, I played the Mecro, the Mecromancer. Yep. Uh, what, uh, uh, can't remember her name right now. Um, Gage. Yes, Gage, yes. Yeah, I played Gage, and who is super OP in that game. Yep. I'm not even kidding, holy crap. Man, yes, Deathcrap was a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah. So Flack looks. I think Flack looks cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I just yeah. I like the robot. That's the Beastmaster. <laughs> and he looks like he's a robot in like a cool rapper outfit too. So it's like that's a cool robot. I want to know more about that robot. Yeah. I. What's your history with Borderlands, Alex? I know me and Henry are going on right now. Like we're trying to divvy up classes we haven't even actually seen gameplay for yet. Like. I'm assuming you'll be getting this because of the streamability aspects of it and because it's something we can all play hypothetically together. Well, I mean, I enjoyed Borderlands 2. Sure. Um, I got it a while ago, and yeah. I definitely d like dug it. So um, I don't have any particular allegiance to a specific class, per se. Um, but I overall, I like the, the aspect of it. Um, Borderlands 2 felt really good. I liked yeah. it, and it was an enjoyable game. It definitely is a game you want to play with people, though. Like, it's not a game I would probably venture yes. solo as much. Yes, absolutely. No, yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm excited for three because so far everything looks good. Yeah, on yeah. It, at least when I heard, there are some things that are in the newsreel that I added that are. Yeah, the whole controversy of the claptrap voice is pretty shitty. I think. Yeah, that and the microtransaction stuff he talked about, which is not like. It's mainly phrasing, but we'll get into it. But yeah. yeah. Um other than that, I mean it looks it looks good. So far, everyone that I've talked to that knows Borderlands is like this looks good. Yeah. So I will take their opinion on the matter. 
I said I have limited exposure to it, and I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, the general reaction coming out of it was like it plays better than any Borderlands game ever has, which to me is like, mm. okay, that's good, because those games have not always played the best. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the hilarious time when Destiny and Borderlands, the pre-sequel, launched in like the same month, I think even like the same week from each other, and <laughs> everyone's review was, there is some stuff here that's okay, but if you've played Destiny, this game is unplayable because of how guns feel. Mm-hmm. That game yeah. overall was bad, though, too. Yeah, I never played pre- the pre-sequel. I only uh, played one and two. It has the weird uh, mystique for all the people I know that like that game did not play it at launch. They played like the Handsome Jack collection that had, mm. I think it was like three or four additional DLC player characters. And uh. when told, hey, like, oh, I love that game. I played a so-and-so. Yeah, that's not a character from the original game. Yeah, it was. No, that game, that character came out like a year after that game came out. Who was the initial one? These four. Oh, those are all terrible oh. to play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the bad of Borderlands, I guess. We kind of hinted at it. The, um, the old voice of Claptrap. I'm blanking on his name. Let me pull up the article. For it, so I'm not a, something Dave Eddings or something I, like that. I'm pulling up the article now, so I'm not a total idiot. Because David Eddings, the original voice of Claptrap, the the beloved robot icon of the Borderlands franchise. Uh, if you watch the video, he does sound different, like and notably different. To the point where the first time I watched, I've watched that fucking thing like nine times too. Like it, the part of my brain that's like, oh, Borderlands is back. He's fucking loving <laughs> this shit. Like it's it's uh, it's unhealthy, but. The first couple watch-throughs, I'm like, man, I do not like how Claptrap sounds. Then it was, man, fuck Claptrap, just like always. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Basically, in prior games, he was an employee of Gearbox and was not paid as a voice actor. He kind of lended his voice because it was a pretty minor role at the time. This time around, he wanted to, you know, get paid as a voice actor, and he said, and was told, nah. Yeah. Which is... Which, that's crap. Yep. Uh, yep. A similar thing happened, I guess, with um, Reese from Tales from the Borderlands, which, if you're looking to kind of catch up on Borderlands lore, that's the most recent entry into the franchise, and it's really goddamn good. It's one of the best Telltale games ever made. At least of that kind of whole episodic story thing they were doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Troy Baker did the voice of Reese, one of the two main characters in that game who is in the trailers for this game, so that thing is canon, and also Scooter died in that thing, so double canon, I guess. But, yeah, he will not be back to voice that same character for similar reasons of couldn't come to contract terms. Yeah, they they're, they don't want to pay up. They're, they're like, oh, we're offering like industry standard, which is usually like yeah. entry-level shit, and you're trying to pay a guy who has an established franchise character showing up. It's like, yep. you know what? You voice Bart Simpson. I'm just going to give you, like, the minimum wage offer here for your voice work as Bart Simpson again this yeah. season. Let's see how this goes for you. Yeah, no. Um, so in that aspect, fuck Gearbox. Uh, yeah. So, pay your people what they fucking deserve, especially if they've, they've become iconic parts of the game. Yeah, like, it's... If they just remove Claptrap from Borderlands altogether, I certainly wouldn't complain. 
But you I want under- him to get poochied? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it, man. You want him to get poochied. It's okay. Yeah. I have to go now. My planet needs me. He dabs off the screen. Uh, that, and then it says, <laughs> Claptrap died on his way back to his home planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I just want to kill Claptrap. That's the weirdest thing that no one remembers, too, because no one played the DLC, as best I can tell, for the first game. The final DLC for that game is Claptrap Goes Evil, and you have to put down millions of Claptraps. Like, Claptrap shouldn't even be alive in fucking Borderlands 2, because I'm pretty sure I put a bullet through that robot. Game magic, dude. I'm pretty sure I, like, teabagged that fucker's corpse. You've only made him stronger, then. Apparently, yeah. Or sadder from what that reveal trailer had part of it. But building yeah. a girlfriend at one point, it's kind of creepy. Like it, it raises the kind of bizarre intellectual question of, if a robot builds itself a girlfriend, is it its boyfriend or its dad? <laughs> Roll Tide. I, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh. <laughs> that Alabama stat just went 100 right there. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, our Alabama, Alabama demographic that listens to this podcast for implying <laughs> certain things about your general culture. Roll Tide. <laughs> I. That's but, awful. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that to more Borderlands stuff, though. Uh, Randy Pitchford, as part of this, uh, the reveal event, said. No microtransactions, that wasn't not true, but also isn't not not true. It's It kind of comes down to what you define as a microtransaction. Uh, remember DLC? That's absolutely coming to Borderlands. Like, that's been a franchise staple to how you expand it, and especially given the whole yeah. new planet system they're doing, it makes a lot of sense. Like, the idea of buy a fucking planet for that thing to expand that universe, smart-ass move. Think about what they can do with that. Like they could just have bunkers and badasses the planet. That'd be cool. Yeah, I still have to say my favorite character is Lilith. I yep. She, she, for me, she had the most fun powers. I had a lot of fun with her with her abilities. Yeah. Well, she, you can heal her in this game, and she can heal you in this game. So it's NPCs can yep. now heal each other. Yes, that that is an important thing they made a point or of bringing up. Heal you. Yeah, you can heal them. Yeah, because that implies it's gonna be a lot more interaction with NPCs, which will be cool, I think. Because that was the few times they showed up in previous games; those were always kind of super big highlight moments for me, at least. Uh but yeah, it kind of sucks that there was some dumb controversy around it. Like on one hand, as someone who watched that entire presentation, it was nice to see Randy Pitchford not like put his foot down his throat and kind of choke on it, like it. There was no weird magic. There was no mention of the company drive with um, company documents on it and shit tons of porn. There was no mention of that podcast he was on that, like, he's fucking watching cam, uh, cam girls to figure out what magic tricks they're using to fake their squirting things. These are all Randy Pitchford things that happened in the last year. You can go look up, by the way. Like, that dude is his own worst enemy. Yeah, to the point where, like, maybe you shouldn't be the face of Borderlands 3, dude. But fuck it, Borderlands 3 looks like it could be real goddamn cool. Mm. Yeah. Look forward to seeing what that game is. I look forward to seeing, like, they showed off an emote system, which immediately made me go, oh, no. 
because <laughs> mostly the dabbing always. Yeah. If there's a fucking emote in that game called Dab Trap, I'm suing for royalties. Dab Trap? We called it. We have a podcast ago. called Dab Trap. We have an episode yep. named that. Yep. Yep. But speaking of incredibly dumb things, they're making a Saints Row movie. Oh? Yeah. Yep, yep. I read about that. And uh, also, I read who's going to be helming it. And I think it's either going to be awful or hilariously awful. Yeah. Yes, it's being done by people who did. Straight out of Compton, Fate of the Furious, Men in Black International. Yep. Yep. And so that's the type of crazy, dumb silliness that Saints Row movie needs to be to be good. Because three... And oh, even two, but three and four are so good. It's maybe we. Just, I think we disagree on that. Like I think three is the high mark of that franchise. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could not stand four. I had a lot of fun with four. But I maybe four was I, fun. I, it wasn't a Saints Row game anymore. No, it wasn't. Because all right, so you're because in that game you can still power up your saints and hire in them just like you could in the previous ones, but now they are useless. Uh-huh. Whereas in 3, you really do need their help. Yeah, and cars for, and for the guns missions. were also useless in Saints Row 4. Yeah. Because you could just fly and shit. Yeah. But yeah, Saints Row 3, if they make a movie of Saints Row 3, you know, you know loosely on Saints Row Not, 3. Do, just do the whatever. original story of Saints Row, just like have it weird like Saints Row 3 was. Like, that yeah. game started off, like that franchise started off as like a kind of like GTA Boring San Andreas GTA clone. clone. Yeah, yep. and then like escalated to dildo bats. Yeah, but yeah, and in 2 they started to do, to get a feel for what they wanted to be unique, but in 3, 3 is where they yeah, great game, where they really started to get a hold of the humor that they wanted to have yeah. in the game, and it's just it's good, it's really good. And if the movie's like that, then yeah, I I could I could see that making for a, either a really awesome or a absolutely terrible move movie. If they try to go serious with it, it's going to be terrible. Who do you think they should cast as Johnny Gat? Mm. Whoever plays Johnny Cage, mm. somebody who could look like Johnny Cage. Who okay. Think of. Uh, um, Steve Buscemi. No, <laughs> it's not Johnny Gat. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me think. Hmm. Good. Hmm. Good smarmy actors. Uh, what's the dude from Twenty One Jump Street? The new guy, the big strong dude. Oh, not Johnny um, Hill. Uh, yeah. Tatum. Jenny Tatum. 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 That's who would play fucking Johnny Cat. Channing Tatum. Okay, yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. Um hmm. The only way this movie works for me is if the main character of the movie is played by a different actor every scene. <laughs> like if the <laughs> boss is played by literally someone else and they're like just fucking flipping genders and ethnicities every scene. And no yeah. one bats an eye at it, because that's what the character customization in that game was. Yep. I love. Oh yeah, I did have definitely have a lot of fun with the character customization in that game. My mm-hmm. I my uh, Saints Row Four character is is especially great. I'm I'm really kind of proud of proud of my, what I created. 
But yeah, I th- I don't know. I think the movie could be a lot of fun if they remember that it's supposed to be fun and not serious. At the same That's time, it. I would love to see the backlash from a mm. serious Saints Row movie. Oh, God. I mean, you gotta remember that Fate of the Furious is probably one of the most over-the-top, crazy, insane, stupid, like... Yeah. It was. Action movies ever. Which is, which until is, the Hobbs and Shaw trailer came out, and that goes... Yeah, we're gonna make Fast and Furious look grounded by comparison. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think they can, as long as they keep that act like focus in mind, and uh, you know, like remember it's goofy, they'll be okay. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Speaking of keeping it goofy, though, this is a quick one. Uh, Ubisoft put lightsabers quotations around that in for honor in honor of May the Fourth. Okay. God, I hate saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't say it. Mm-hmm. It's three solid days of bad puns that don't even actually work. Yeah. Alex, you want to get them out of your system quickly? What? I'm getting puns out now? There's a, why? There are three Star Wars days in a row, depending on who you are, and we yeah. are recording on one of them, which is admittedly is my most favorite and least favorite. Most favorite because no one fucking says it anymore, which means it's not the most annoying one. Yeah. You can't force the puns, but then again, it's not original puns anyway. They're not as exciting. That's fair. But yeah, yeah um, so yesterday was May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Today yep. is Revenge of the Sith. Nope. No, no, no. Revenge what is today? That's fifth. tomorrow. Revenge, Revenge of the 5th. Yeah. Yeah, so Revenge of the 5th. And then what's the other one? The 6th? The 6th. That's the Sith one. Oh. So what's oh, today's? Okay. Revenge of the Revenge Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth? Oh. And it's well, bad, tomorrow's. like I said. Just just two bad puns. Just two terrible yep. puns. But yeah, in honor of Star Wars stuff, um, For Honor added today's off-brand also... lightsabers to all the weapons. They're laser axes, laser swords, etc., etc. They even come with meow sounds, so... Mm. They sound like 1920s mobsters. Yes. Meow, see? That's what lightsabers sound ping. like to me. Meow. Oh, they yes, even as, gave as, him, like, sparking effects and stuff. Yeah. Huh. It's not clear how long this is going to last for. It's still up last time I checked, which admittedly was yesterday. So, if this is something you care about, go check it out soon. It's not clear how long it's going to be around for. But it is fun. You don't insta-kill like a lightsaber would, but some of the character models in that game are big, burly Viking or samurai people with lightsabers, so it's real dumb and real fun. That does sound kind of fucking cool, though. It's pretty metal. There have also been some great photos that came out of it, so... Yeah. What do y'all want to move on to next? We can uh, stir the Epic Games store fires. We can talk about Star Citizen. Um cover the ongoing saga that is maybe working in the video game industry is super shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. We have, I mean, you know, take your pick, I guess. Okay. Um, let's cover the Nether Realm one quickly then. So I, this was starting to kind of come to the surface last week and we held on it because we wanted more of the story to come out, but uh, there have been kind of reports, allegations, uh, whatever you want to call it, of uh, various contractors coming forward and saying that NetherRealm Studios, makers of Mortal Kombat and the Injustice franchise, 
are pretty fucking shitty to contractors and use their contractor status to get away with some crazy hours stuff, some forced overtime, and this should all sound absolutely like fucking nothing new at this point because this is the same thing that happens at every company, apparently. Not in a good way, in a, like, man, this is shitty and should stop. Yeah. Are you telling me a AAA studio is treating their employees like shit? Apparently. Are you telling me the video game industry, which is known for its purity and and good intent, this industry? Are you sure? Apparently again, Alex. But yeah, it's... Uh, God. I'm just glad that it's actually making news. That yeah. they're they're that it's being reported on now because this has been happening forever. Basically, yeah. since games have existed, they've been overworking programmers. Yeah, and I guess it's not just programmers; it's everybody. Yeah, I, I know because I'm from the programming side. That's why I mentioned programmers. But everybody, everybody's being overworked massive hours, from your designers to your programmers. Yep. So. Alright, so who else has been garbage this week? Or at least has been revealed to be garbage. So they were revealed to be garbage last week, but we gotta do an update on our dear friends at Riot Games! Uh, Riot. Riot Games. Riot Games. So, and maybe this is kind of a lack of understanding of exactly what's going on. I went back and did more research into this since last week. Uh, I have to apologize. We did not really give our coverage last week the scope that this rec- that this deserves. We we touched on the major points that you're informed, but like it's a little bit worse than I actually understood. We talked about this last week, and mm-hmm. kind of talked about the parts we missed. This is a standard practice that a bunch of other tech companies are moving away from on the grounds of it's fucking shady as shit. And as part of, of this, Riot was inviting employees to attend small meetings to talk about grievances, kind of removing the whole point of having collectiveness. And all of this seems, all the kind of good that come out of it this week, and the air quotations on good heavily, is because there was a pretty public rumor and threat of a walkout happening on that company. Uh, but like, the, mm-hmm. refresh your memories, like the, the COO the, uh, that we talked about a couple months back who got suspended with pay for like, literally farting on people and dumbass shit like that is yeah. still with the company. Yep. So that's how much they care about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people should just leave that company because there are other video game companies that would be like, oh yeah, totally, come work for us, please. Yep. Well, So, and the update this week is kind of a... What's the right word for it? Fake out. So, um... Riot agrees to scrap mandatory arbitration. It's over. But only if you're a new employee. And you have to opt out of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yep. They're, they're still garbage. Riot is still super garbage. They've always been garbage, and they continue to be garbage. Yeah. Don't play their games. Don't buy stuff from them. Please teach them a freaking lesson. Don't stream their stuff, don't watch their stuff, don't do anything for Riot because they deserve to fail as a company. Hold on, guys. Are you telling me that a AAA title company treats their employees in a shitty manner? Uh, Alex, I gotta correct you on this one. 
I, I would argue that Riot transcends the AAA mold because, well, they're Riot at this point. Like, they have the biggest game still. Or okay. one of the biggest uh, games. Are you telling me a massive studio like Riot treats their employees like shit? Yeah. Yeah, we the are. The same company that has such one of the most toxic environments in their games? Yeah. This company? This company? Yeah. Yeah, Riot just continues to deliver on being awful. I mean, you would think by this point they would be sick of just being battered in the press, but no. Profits mean more to them than getting bad press because not enough people are willing to disconnect from them as a bad company. Well, this is where it gets even crazier, too. Like, this isn't normal your company is bad stuff. This like, is it's, it's awful. Not, this yeah, is it, like... This is, like it's, this is beyond the pale. Yeah. I mean, not to downplay ridiculous. the whole angle of, like, contractor abuse and forced crunch and yeah. all that stuff is bad. There, there's probably some of that, but no, it's being overshadowed by just kind of, like, straight-on toxic work environment. Like, you had a exactly really hmm? like really toxic, like really toxic, I mean, like, a, like, a, like one of your chief officers there is going around sack tapping people. Like, I, I had a coworker. Except there's a show called The League that has a character in it who's like famous for being that guy. And I had a coworker who at one point was like, "If I ever meet that person, I'm gonna go sack tap." I'm like, "What kind of fucking human being are you that like?" You think that's an okay thing to do? I assumed it was a joke at the time. But no, we've reported on news on this podcast of people doing that to people in a professional environment. Yeah, I'll just say that straight up. I don't care what position you have in the company. You come up and do that to me. You're going to be leaving. You're going to be leaving on a stretcher clutching your clutching your crotch because no, you don't you don't do that to me. I would not take it from anybody. And by the way, I've never taken that from anybody, but fortunately, for the most part, most bosses I've ever had know better than to mess with me because I don't put up with with people mistreating me. I just don't, and nobody should, and nobody should have to. It's it's crap, and the fact that Riot Games has repeatedly shown that they don't care that they're terrible. They revel in being the worst and most awful. That's just tell you that everything you need to know about yeah I, I revel in it might be going too far but they definitely seem to not give a fuck at the end of the day like it's they're still rolling in money courtesy of league yep yeah yeah uh where to go next um should, should we do a palate cleansing of wholesomeness sure animal crossing's coming out this year Yay! Actually coming out, not just uh, characters yep. being in uh, Smash. It was supposed to come out last year, and it didn't, but now apparently it's coming out this year. Hold on. Are you telling me that a game Shut company- Shut up, Alex! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take before it was- uh, Yes, Animal Crossing. But yes, Tom Nook is to create it. I hopefully we'll see a bunch of this at E three this year. Like, I would love a reason to turn my Switch on. Is Nintendo going to be at E three? Considering there's a bunch of people that have already pulled out of E three, they are going to be at E three as much as Nintendo is at E three ever. Okay, 
yeah, I we have no release date yet, but just a reminder that it is coming out this year, and it was kind of reconfirmed recently that, yep, it's a happening. And it looks good, at least what I'm, you know, what I. It's Animal Crossing. Is... Like it's got a style. Yeah. It's gonna be Animal Crossing. You yeah. own a Switch like me. It's the reason to continue to own a Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. what to do next? What to do next? Um, let's end on the platinum stuff. That's a fun, uplifting story. Um, uh, I, hmm? I have some stuff. I have a thing. Oh, I we got stuff. I'm just trying to figure out the order for it. Like it's. Trying to balance it out between stupid, depressing, and not so depressing and controversial. Ah, fuck it. Um, Psionics, maker of Rocket League, has been bought by Epic Games. Hmm. Interesting. Al, you got anything going to add to this? Something about like you're telling me that Epic Games is buying up studios and whatnot? No, Epic's going to continue doing the shitty behavior they're doing. So Doesn't this is where you and I disagree. This isn't shitty behavior in my book. Seems normal, like app, business, like, super normal. Yeah, yeah. Like Valve has well, bought cons- studios before. Well, the buying the studios thing's not a big deal. The fact that they're like, oh, now that we've had it released here for a long time, we're just gonna pull it. You're not there anymore. Fallout seventy six is only available on the Bethesda launcher. Last time I checked, are are, are we really gonna use Fallout seventy six as no, a prime example? We're not. <laughs> but like again, it's this whole thing of like, oh, Epic's ruining video games. It's really not. They're not ruining video games. It's this weird, stupid level of exclusivity bullshit. It's really not like your copy of Rocket League isn't going to not work on the Steam store. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, but then again, it wouldn't surprise me if Epic tries to pull some shady shit like that anyway. I don't think you can do know. that. I just, it, it's, it's a lot of like, I know we disagree on this topic quite a bit when it comes to Epic, but I just feel like some of the stuff just doesn't rub the right way. And there are some devs out there who've said... They've been approached by Epic for some of this stuff, and they're like, no, we're just going to avoid the bad press of being locked no, down exclusively. That is absolutely their choice. Business. But, hey, Alex, you going to buy Borderlands 3 when it comes out? Eh, maybe. Fair enough. I, I might just wait the six months. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't I, know. I'm probably going to wait until... I'm thinking I, I'll probably end up waiting until some of the DLC comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm gonna buy that day one. I want to play Borderlands. Oh, like, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably wait until a season pass exists. It already exists. It does. They said it wasn't a microtransaction game, but you can buy DLC. DLC is cosmetics. not microtransactions in my book. It's DLC. That's. It's a small add-on for the original game. It's a it's... microtransaction. I don't think of DLC for Borderlands as ever being small. Yeah. Every every piece of DLC they've had, unless you're talking about like skins that you can buy and those are microtransactions at that point yeah yeah, yeah well they're gonna have skins in it. yeah i think uh, well actually a little side because i think we glanced or glossed no, over we, it we talked about they walked it back some it's gonna be cosmetics and levels and stuff like yeah. that yeah which is fine i think i i think most people and then i've said it myself is i am personally excited for the return of dlc like i the idea of dlc was not something i never objected to the whether people did where it's like Oh, it's twenty dollars yeah. for more of a game I already own. I'm like, yeah, it's twenty dollars for more of a game you already own. That's a good thing. That you and if you and if you like that game, then yeah. I mean, yeah. I can think of plenty of games where I just wish, wow, I wish there's more content for this game I really enjoyed yeah. a lot. And mm. some would... games did real shittily, but like Borderlands and Mass Effect had some of the best DLC out there. Like, yes, uh, yeah, 
Well, no, DLC isn't. I'm not saying DLC is a bad thing. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying you pay are. to win shit is really fucking annoying. Yes, and that's the part I guess they were walking back, and it was a there are no loot boxes there, but yeah, no, there there's good DLC like you know the Borderlands expansions or what was that expansion for the game uh, where you're that hunter with the robots that are animals came out long long ago. It was PS4 Ark, Ark? not Ark. Oh, um. Oh, it had a ridiculous name too. Um, Horizon Zero Evil Dawn. Protagonist. Yes, that was great DLC. Yeah, that's an example of great DLC. You want an example of shitty DLC? Just go ahead and load up the new Call of Duty. They literally try to fuck you with every DLC possible. I yeah. don't think you pay for those though. Like the the map packs are not paid for anymore. No, like anymore. <laughs> anymore. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what goes on with it, but I know, like, it's this weird, there's this weird civil war going on right now with the whole Epic thing, but, I mean, they're going to take it down from the Steam store, which makes sense. So, uh, no, it's it's staying there. It's not going away. Like, that's the thing people keep us under. You won't be able to buy it from yeah, the you, Steam store. But if you have it already through the Steam store, it's not like you're losing a purchase. Yeah, no, no. If you were losing a purchase, that would be a whole other yeah. fucking monster. Yeah. Although I'd be interested to see if they somehow will make it where you can't play Steam Rocket League and Epic Rocket League. I think that's like, an incredibly bad choice on their part because they already have like crossplay for a couple other platforms on that thing. Like I, I don't think yeah. you break things back at that point, especially because you're logging into a, like a Rocket League account essentially at that point. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised considering wasn't that the biggest? Wasn't Sony the biggest holdout for cross-platform? on Rocket League for that, like, Xbox yeah. and everyone else was like, yeah, we're good, and Sony was like, nah. Yeah. It would not surprise me. Just saying. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give them good faith on this one, but Ooh, Sony I will epic. not be epic on this one. I... I would... I, I, I don't get why you're associating Sony's kind of, we're top dog to being inflexible to epic in this case, except for the ongoing discussion around Epic Games, which I don't think is a fair one. Actually, that's actually a good point to bring up. So, me and Alex's kind of perspectives on this are pretty well established. Henry, how do you feel about the whole Epic Games exclusives topic right now? I think it's really normal. Like, blisteringly normal, because so many consoles have exclusives at this point. It's like, okay, so Epic wants their exclusives. They just want to have the same power as many other companies, you know, as, as the console owners. So, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like at this point, it's practically a, it is a platform and it's like a console. They're, you know, Steam and Val, you know, Steam and Epic Game Store and whatever. They are all, yeah, they're all platforms now. So, yeah, of course the platform's going to want some exclusive. Yeah. All of them have. Literally all the companies that have platforms have exclusives. That is the most normal thing they could possibly do. You know, I mean, and I understand why. It's like, yeah, you want people to buy your system. And one of the things that makes people buy a system is not the fact that they could play a game that could be played anywhere, but they could play a game that can only be played on that system. Okay, that's, that's really normal no, behavior. Fair. I apologize, Alex. You're now outnumbered on this podcast. That's fine. That's okay. Steam fanboy. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I think the only reason that Steam doesn't have exclusives, it does. I mean, I, but it. I mean, that's the thing. Steam does have some exclusives. I mean, I'd say that they are PC exclusives, not necessarily Steam exclusives, because some of them you can install without Steam. But there are there are games definitely that exist on Steam that you can install without Steam. But yeah, Steam also has exclusives. That's absolutely true. We all just need to embrace our DLC, or not DLC, our uh, Lockdown Overlord, COG. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, like I said, it's just normal. It's way normal, so it doesn't surprise me at all that Epic wants to have some of its own exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know at this point. It... Oh, yeah, just, we'll... you know, just a quick tack on to that. Uh, I guess you may have read that Steam has reached 1 billion users. Yeah. I'm curious so... how many of those are people that got banned and then made new accounts, but... Oh, oh, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of that that's repeats. Yeah. Otherwise, that would mean that one in seven people on the Earth has a, has a Steam account. Yeah, that seems unrealistic. Think... I don't know why, but... Yeah, yeah, that's that's not... But, yeah, I think there's a lot of copies there, but that's still a lot of accounts. I mean, well, is it like a billion? Is it anyone who bought like Half-Life 2 and had to install Steam because of that and made an account through that? Like, is that how it worked? Yeah. Or all of us that were like, I'm going to play Portal 2! Uh, with Steam people through the PS3 and then never got it to work. Like, fuck, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, billion, when you start talking about billion, that's a number that's hard for me to imagine. It's just, that's a large number. That is a huge number of people. And yet still it, their media sales failed. <laughs> but, uh, yep. Yeah. Moving on! Alex, what's your catchphrase mm -hmm. about Anthem? Dead game, bro. Dead okay, game. so unlike last week where Alex was speaking for the internet and its general kind of jump-to-deathness of anything, this week we have more proof that um, Anthem may be closer to death than people are giving it credit for. And not for any of the reasons Alex did not spell out last week, by the way. Fucking dead game, dude. I... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm make a rule on this. Sorry, man. I'm gonna make a rule on this podcast that you can no longer speak for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you well, actually, there's an update to the story as well. So yeah, it's so. Uh, what's happened is that the lead creators for the game have left. Uh, it's initially to focus on Dragon Age, but that seems to also maybe not be the case anymore. I. Yeah, the, the, there is a tweet out that the people that are still on the game are, quote, 100% committed to Anthem, so we'll see what the fuck that means on the long run. It's just also not a great look to have... Uh, I, I love people say it's going to be a 10-year life cycle for a game, have not only your... God, what was it? Um, executive producer, lead prom, uh, lead producer, and lead director all depart to go work on other projects within the company. Mm -hmm. that's probably not a great spot to be. But also, there is a world where you can make the argument, okay, the game is out there, you don't need quite these leads, we've got to start up on Dragon Age 4, but it still does not look good for the future of Anthem at this point. I Maybe we'll so, see something big at E3 this year, but... 
So the leads, I, I, I get it. Leads change and move around, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, granted, like even with big games, the leads usually hang on for more than fucking yeah. three months after the launch. Like, yeah. And I and I hate to like, I'm not saying I'm right on this one, but I hate to be the guy who's like, like saying all this stuff, and then it turns out like, because I mean, we say no, it, no, and no, it's I, part of the time. It's kind of in like in in fun banter, but yes. like. I know this feeling. I know what these anthem feel no, no, are feeling right my, now. My issue last week was was they were declaring the game dead a week after a major update came, and delays happen. Leads departing a project, that's a bigger tell at that point. Like it, It's kind of like when all those people that were in key roles left Blizzard, and then suddenly real weird shit went down. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, when you start having personnel shifting projects or leaving projects, or starting up other projects inside the same company, that's a more telling thing than just the internet going, we're upset something got delayed. Well, that and, like, a good chunk of the stuff they were supposed to put out got delayed. Like, I can understand if it was, like, a few things here and there, but yeah. this was a massive chunk of the stuff I, they had on their roadmap. And yes. now their roadmap is just, like, well, it'll be down the pipeline. Well, so, but also, like, at the same time, though, too, you're talking about roadmaps. Like, PUBG has a roadmap that they perpetually fail to deliver on. It, roadmaps are a bad idea, period, I think. But that's a whole mm. separate topic. I mean, I like roadmaps in a way because you, you, you kind of set some goals. But, like, yeah, if you if you have to put out a roadmap like that, how many months into your game? Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, I it's I think a lot of Destiny's problems start when they start putting out roadmaps. Like it's cuz you start expecting certain things even if you don't like there weren't a ton of dates on the roadmap or anything like that either. Like don't get me wrong, like it's missing roadmap well, dates for, bad, but in light of all the stuff that happened after launch 2, completely understandable. Leads leaving a project and the delay that's a bigger problem. But also the internet just going like the game's dead, brah. Who the fuck cares? The internet said like um, what was it called? Days Gone was going to be dead on arrival. People seem to like that game a lot. It turns out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Days Gone is a beautiful cautionary tale of you know maybe the internet doesn't actually know shit because yep. the amount of content coming out of that game I've looked at and been like, huh, actually maybe I will get this game potentially eventually is shockingly high and that game went yeah. from like who the fuck cares about this to apparently a lot of people like it had good sales is my understanding even but also like the story around it was so bad some people got out there like from the company and were like what the fuck are you talking about here are our pre-order numbers we're fine mm -hmm. yeah I, but it was a bunch of youtubers being like Days Gone's gonna be dead on arrival, and they were like, where did you get this information? Well, no one's talking about it. No one's talking about League anymore, and it's the top thing on Twitch. Yeah. Well, I thought we said we weren't using Twitch as a valid... We're not, but like, it, it, but the like point that. there is kind of, it's the... Like, what the fuck does the internet know at that point? Like, it's the... They know Fortnite as best I can tell. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, I, yeah. I and I, I, I feel really bad for the Anthem players. Yeah. Now, I, people who are still on it. And, I, and I'll tell you why. This this actually hits a personal chord. And you know where I'm going to go with this. It's Matrix Online. But, yeah, we talked about this last week. We don't need to rehash it <laughs> this week. Well, no, 
no, like the, the you know you talked about the the dev leaving stuff. Yeah, we had the same thing happen where a bunch of leads that were on the game all of a sudden got moved to other projects, and we had one dev at one point who was working on that stuff, and he said he was a hundred percent committed to it, and all the stuff that was supposed to get delivered on just didn't happen, and the game stagnated. Yeah. So, like, I hate to say it, but like, I know that feeling. I don't know. So I, I played, really I, do like. I have not really touched the game since that update came out. Like I, I, I played it that day. I played the update. I'm like, okay, cool. The stronghold's fun, and I've been playing MK. I've been playing MK11 since. Yeah, I was going to say MK10 for a second there. Yeah, it's. I have no reason to keep playing that game. I have other games to play. Like I've already moved on to my brain being like, yo, Borderlands comes out in September. Hmm. <laughs> I can get behind and that's, that. That's that's a scary thought process to go through when the game has just come out yeah like, oh no it's it not a good look way like, no. as someone who got really into anarchy reigns for a brief period of time and knowing yeah this game's not going to be around for that long yeah I, this is bad like it's the i do not expect to be talking about anthem next year i do think anthem's going to make a large potentially unfairly large number of like hottest messes of 2019 lists when it comes time for game of the year but yeah, I this is a, but also at the same time, like, this is much more telling in some ways of the state of that game than the stuff people were freaking out last week over. But also, no one's freaking out this week because this is a lot harder to be hyperbolic and clickbaity about. It's too mm -hmm. factually driven, and like, no, this is a bad thing. But it's it's dead. No, this is how games die. It's not dead yet. But like, here's proof that there's a load of no confidence. No, but I can't make funny sound effect videos about this. I can't extrapolate this into a 10-minute video about how the game is dead and you're stupid for playing it, because, uh... That's my reaction <laughs> to most YouTube at this point. Yeah. So, so, um, prediction on this one. This is a purely out-of-my-ass prediction. If they do start to ramp this down, you can definitely see that they're going to bump up more DLC, more purchasable shit, purchasable shit, but the meat of the game itself is going to stay pretty stagnant. I yeah, it's I, I've entered kind of the mode for that when I'm in Destiny 2 on for this point, which is when you add new content, I will come back and take a look at it. The, the bigger difference with this in Destiny 2 is I don't have to be leveled up to do the content they've added so far, but we'll see. Like If I fall behind the level curve for this game, I'm just going to uninstall it. Like I'll probably do that soon enough on my computer anyway, because it takes up a fair amount of space. It's Yeah, it it sucks, and like it's the I want the game to do well. I think that game is still cool. I think of the loot shooters that are out there right now, it is funner to play than the Division. And I have too many complicated relationships now with Destiny Two to get back into that game in a meaningful way. But also at the same time, though, too, like I think like this maybe this you and I, like it's the I just don't care that much at this point. Like yeah, I like this game to not suck. I paid money for it, but also I've paid money for games that were way worse. I tried playing Grand Theft Auto 4 on the PC at one point. That thing was fucking broken for years. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. It's a weird situation. And kind of in a similar vein, but at the end of the, end of the kind of same spectrum, different end, though, we get to talk about Star Citizen this week. Mm. <laughs> yeah! And... We get to use... We're going we're gonna to be quoting from Forbes, and like as I've said before... When gaming news makes its way to Forbes, that's when it's serious in my book. Like, you, you've jumped out of our normal kind of sources of information and into a more mainstream, like, 
accountable yeah. journalistic angle of things it often handles like money and shit like that and mm-hmm. I, I, the article itself is an interesting read it's a long article it's well thought out and stuff like that but to kind of summarize it into the quickest best description of everyone like, so if you've ever wondered why star citizen players are kind of like super okay with people bagging on their game they're like yeah no the game's got a problem and like even i'm like no the game's still cool I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I wish the game would do. It's because, and I quote the Forbes article, Star Citizen isn't fraud, it's incompetence. <laughs> and I had never thought of it that way until I read this article, and they're 100% right. Like, it's the age-old joke of, how do you make a million dollars? You start off with a billion dollars and fuck up a bunch. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, that is, it, from the stories coming out from that article, it seems yeah. like, yeah, like, seriously, the guy heading the thing up should step back and be a producer. Yeah. And, and not direct the thing. Yeah, and it's a combination of Chris it. Roberts is notorious in the industry for kind of promising and pushing for the moon. Like, it, it's weird. Because there is enough stuff in Star Citizen, you could put out a game that matches some of what that Kickstarter promised at this point. But that's not what they're doing at this point. They want to do kind of the big thing or nothing. And I get that, but there's also an argument to be made of, hey, finish Squadron 42 and then do the big thing. You'll have to have a fucking play at least or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, to quote this article again, a quote from Chris Roberts, some days I wish I could be like, you're not going to see anything until it's beautiful. That is the that is what this game has been from start to finish, where it's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Holy shit, this is cool. Broken, but cool. They can totally fix the broken issues. Like, the flight models of that game are awesome. The damage models are awesome. Some of the stuff they've done with scale in that game is fucking impressive. But they're doing too much of it at once. Yep. They're trying to be everything, and nobody gets anywhere trying to be everything. Yeah, yeah. They, I, like I, I've been watching because of this article. I went and kind of watched some Star Citizen videos that floated through my YouTube space. That was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And it's weird because they're all like, yeah, this game could totally fucking be something, and there's something real cool here. But holy shit, like you just have to start tying some of this stuff eventually, like guys, because this game, it's like. There's too many loose threads for this game to be good yet. And, like, if you just finish some of this shit, people would stop talking shit about your game for a little while. Because the stuff mm-hmm. that works is defendably cool. Yeah. No. It's, 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 it's basically the num- become the number one example of what, what's referred to as feature creep. Yep. That's what that game is. Feature creep. Yeah, if you're not familiar with what the term means, it just means that instead of having sort of a good model to start with or a good blueprint to start with, yeah. you just keep adding features constantly throughout the process. That That's feature creep. And that's, I mean, it's fine to add new things as you go along, but when the entire process consists of nothing but constantly adding in new, completely new things into your game design, your game will never finish. Mm. It's it's just yeah, never going to reach the point. It's, that's it, exactly creep, what that game just, is. Yep, 
it's it's I don't think it's ever I I'm gonna say right now I don't I it I think it might eventually get released. What's gonna be released is going to be a big disappointment. Because the thing is, it's now yeah. really falling in, into the all right. So modern technologies, and you know, they're having to they'll have to keep redoing some things. Of course, they'll be able to use the same game engine they've been using, I assume. Um, but at this point, it's like they're you know like re higher poly models because mm-hmm. that you know in five years now computers are more powerful. Well, I think that's when things get weird because it's so far been exclusively for PC, which scales a lot better in the long run. But yeah, no, everything you're saying is true. They've had this problem where, like, they we talked about this a couple months ago. I think like when ray tracing was being a big conversation piece. Hypothetically, Star Citizen would be a perfect example of why ray tracing is cool. But they got out there and said, "We're not doing this. Why? We'd have to redo so much of the game at this point that we just can't implement this at this point in time." Yeah, and I've and I've talked before on this podcast about how and why ray tracing is s- completely different than the way that yeah. m- like 3D engines, a lot of 3D yeah. engines work, like OpenGL and DirectX. It's just a massive, complete and total difference. Yeah, and so yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. When you keep feature creeping these things in, oh yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Then yeah, you're never going to be finished. You're never going to have a game in the end. And yeah, to be yeah. honest, I've thought thought that about some other games yeah. on, that I've seen on you know that have that I've seen come and go on Kickstarter and whatnot. It's almost as though kickstarting a video game is a risking maneuver because video games are incredibly hard. Yeah. Hey, there are some successes though. You gotta yeah. give credit where credits due. Yep, and I save this yeah. for this exact transition, Alex. Um. Yeah. You want to tell us about Bloodstained of the Night? Bloodstained, uh, well, just for good context, Bloodstained is a kind of not really Castlevania Castlevania game that's actually made it's by one of the. It's pretty Castlevania. Uh, it's pretty but fucking it, Castlevania. But it's not Castlevania, guys. It's not It's a Metroidvania, if you will. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's a new Soten, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. And it looks cool. And, and I, I, the the trailer is very clever because, like, for a while now, people have talked about how it looks pretty alpha and doesn't look that nice and looks a little washed out and kind of shitty. Like it was alpha. Yeah, but then like <laughs> he took all the comments was like, "That's it, I'll show them," and then releases like this actually redesigned, really pretty looking one, which is perfect. I I thought it was a nice way to twist all the the critique and you know. The, and I thought it looked like even the demo they put out a few months ago. I thought that looked fine. Like that actually looked pretty decent. But yeah, they've they've taken a step up. It's almost like they See, finished and, the game or something. But yeah. it, you know it. You know it. But the thing is, like of the games that I've seen on Kickstarter, I knew that when I saw the actual team that they put together to do Bloodstained, mm. I I was pretty sure that like this game is going to get produced. It's yeah. actually going to be released because yeah. they have multiple like development teams even on it as well as like a you know and the person helming it uh, Iga he's made way too many known, of these games before to fail at it yeah, and yeah he's he's known for actually getting things done as a director and a producer like he's known for yeah actually finishing games and putting games out he's never been known he hasn't been known for not doing that so i mean yeah and i looked at the other companies that they brought in and i was like yeah this makes yeah, sense actually this game 
this this game is going to come out. Like they've actually brought the right people together, and the director is known for actually getting stuff done. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just thought it was super clever, and I also liked the little throwback to uh, Symphony of the Night with Dracula in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, the part where he's sitting there with his hand on his head, drinking his wine, or what you could assume is supposed to be, you know, well, we know it's wine, but it's blood or whatever. It's, it's ego. Like. It's blood. Yeah. yeah, it's actually blood. It's <laughs> and so it, it, I, I thought it was a really nice little release trailer to say, like, it's nice to kind of flip the criticism on its head, if you will. Yeah, it's a good way yeah. to do it. And there's a bad. Oh, way no, to and that's do it. kind of what that guy cool. does too. Like, he's been out there being like, "Just let me fucking finish the game already, guys." Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoyed it, and I actually have one. Of, I kickstarted this game personally, so I look forward to playing it when it releases. And boy, does it look pretty. Yeah. Um, I yeah, did not. It, I did not, even though I felt like it was going to be a game that actually gets produced. I, I, but I have various weird reasons for not actually kickstarting it. But I don't kickstart video games anymore. Um, yeah, I guess that's one thing. Like, I don't really tend to do that. But even like even more than that, it's uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to see a review of it to see how much it adds, and you know, if it's just. This is Soten with better graphics. I, I have Soten. No. I mean, I still own. I own. I own the Saturn version of Soten. I've never but, heard a Shadow of the Night called Soten before. I kind of love that nickname for it. Symphony of the Night. It's oh, yeah. Symphony so, of the Night. Uh, it's. It comes from. Well, I watch no. a, one of the streamers I watch who, actually did a stream with Igarashi. He actually did a stream. Uh, Rom Scout, who is kind of one of the premier. Speedrunners oh, yeah. of it. He's also a... Oh go ahead, sorry. Rom Scout, he's a really good dude, by the way. But yeah, he uh Yeah, he did the really great stream where he Igarashi got to watch Rom Scout destroy Soten because it's a game whose program code is held together with hopes and dreams. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's so oh yeah, there's Great breaks for the game. I mean, if you haven't watched a super glitchy run of it, it's it's a lot of fun. But in any case, yeah, uh, I know that Igarashi was he was the game was going to get finished, but I don't know how much it is going to have lend itself to. You know, there are modern Metroidvanias now that are very good, and you know, how is it going to compete with them? And yeah. what's it going to provide that's different? And that's the thing. What's what is it going to provide that's actually unique? or different, or will differentiate it from, well, the people that have been using that formula for modern games. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Little little tidbit here. Uh, Rom Scout uh, was at Extra Life United, I believe, two years ago, when I That's was cool. down there mm -hmm. for that, and apparently he's a good person to get a hold of because he helps run the charity side of streaming on Twitch. Yep. He's an employee of Twitch. I remember when that happened, but yeah. Yep, he's he's been an employee of Twitch for a while now, and he's yeah. been the, yeah, basically a, a liaison, speedrunner liaison and charity liaison for yeah. them. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He's a cool guy. I've, I've met him a few times now at Games Done Quick, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I was told, actually, it's funny, I was told two years ago by the Extra Life people, you're gonna do a charity extra live stream. Reach out to Rom Scout. He's really receptive and really cool about helping you get that going. So yeah, 
he he seems like a stand-up guy, and he comes highly recommended, so he's good in my book. Cool. Yeah, he's he's he is a very good guy. He is yeah. a very cool guy. Super chill. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. When you say when you heard that name, I'm like, oh, that name is so distinctive. But yes. Yeah. Scout. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think we got one more in the. Um, uh, yeah. Let's I, I have. One. Uh. Well, I have. I have. I'll just throw in this one. I because I think it's so fascinating. All right. So. So Denmark has already been kind of been pretty involved in the news when it comes with games and sort of the country itself and the government. And like now news, the, news, not us talking about it for reference. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so now the prime minister has announced an esports national strategy for Denmark. Ooh. I think that's, I think that stands to be very cool. But yeah, he's, he went actually on a, on a, he, he plays games. Yeah. Um, he's been a vocal supporter of esports. He's played along with, well, I guess in a promotional thing, uh, with the Denmark esports team and for, uh, for uh, CSGO. And so, yeah, and so apparently he's going to try to be pushing that. And it makes a lot of sense, especially for a small country like Denmark, where it's now, a, I mean, really large, smaller company, smaller countries are going with service-based economies for a while. You know, and the economies where you don't produce a product per se, a, a physical product anyway. And so, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's very, but it's fascinating that now we have, you know, not just, you know, somebody in government, not just like a member of parliament or whatever, but the actual head of the country, the prime minister, being fully in support of esports. Well, and he's got That's... something from an interesting angle, too, if I'm reading this article right, which is that it, like, he's like, most people play video games at this point. Like, yeah. And you seem isolated, but no, it's actually a social thing. Like, it's the, like, fuck, this podcast is people talking about video games. Kind of thing. It's the thing that brings people together. So it's kind of, it's the idea of using that and kind of bringing it into more public eye, where it's like, no, no, it's not a bunch of basement dwelling weirdos. It's people talking and socializing, and it's not a traditional sense. Yeah, and you know, and also it has the added benefit of yeah, esports is big money, which means tax revenue for the country, which is you know good for the country, yeah. good for you know whatever else they want to support. So, I think I, I really like this as an embracing of it. As yes, this is the reality now, and but it's rare to see a politician embrace video games like this. I can't. Honestly, off the top of my head, think of another time when a politician has been this much in favor of games. Like uh, most of the time, the coverage is all one hundred percent negative. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but like some months ago, the Trump administration put out a video decrying the violence in video games. Like a like a few minutes, this clip clippy thing of yeah. this. This is terrible, violent video Not to games. derail this with a joke, um, did you hear what um, Ed Boon, Mortal Kombat creator's reaction to that video was? Mm, no. Where the fuck were my games at? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it had any of his... It had Mortal no Mortal Kombat. Kombat. He's like, where uh, were my games? I make some of the violentest games out there. Where were they? Yeah, That's fucking it, hilarious. Man, it is it is just so rare to hear a politician talk positively about video games. Yeah. 
And like I said, this isn't even just you know a member of. This is the head of the government saying this. That's amazing, and I think very positive. And I think it'll help. I mean, because he even th- says that like, you know, he he says, or it's a good, it's about good sleeping habits and nutrition. Yeah, and that's the thing that like gamers have been learning is like yeah. if you want to do it, just like a, a lot of things, you have to kind of be in good health and good shape, or else you aren't going to be able to do it for very long. Yeah, like your cardiovascular health and your has to be there at minimally, and We've your nutrition needs to be good. Or else, stories of people overdosing on energy drinks while streaming something. Yeah, and so yeah, better nutrition will actually make you a better gamer. That's why a lot of these people they're they're having like diets planned like you would have for an athlete because brain health, and you, and if your brain isn't healthy, then you aren't going to play your video game very well either. So I mean. Uh, I and I, but yeah, I like the fact that he's actually talks about that aspect of it. Of yeah, I mean, we could use. He's like, we could use video games. Let's recognize that they exist now. Esports exist. How about we use it as a vehicle to do some good and to talk about the ways of approaching games from a healthy perspective and a good perspective, and to support the healthy sides, the healthy things that gaming can produce and promote. So I mean, that's. To me, that's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the other thing, and you know, I, I mean, for those of you, I, you know, didn't know about this, but you know, Denmark is also the country that has cracked down the hardest on gambling and sort of uh, the skin gambling websites. You know, like the websites, you know, the really sketchy ones where you, box opening or whatever loot crate or virtual loot crate. Yeah, he, he, he cracked down on all... The, Denmark cracked down on all of that. And so that's really good, too. So I like that they're actually dealing with reality. They're like, yeah. this is a part of society now. Let's actually like treat it in a mature manner instead of in a fear-mongering, dumb manner. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just keep fear-mongering. Yeah, that's, that's, that's your style, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Alex, fear mongering, Mave online. That's right. <laughs> fear online. It's actually not a bad gamer tag. No, it's pretty edge lord. Yeah, yeah, like I said, not a bad <laughs> gamer tag. Although the idea of fear, the game franchise as an online game, would be kind of fun. Ah, uh, there yeah. was multiplayer for that game. It had online. Yeah, oh. it did have online, but not like CS:GO online level. But... That's exactly what it was. I, oh yeah, I guess it kind of was really, but yeah, yeah. There was time mechanics in an online game that were bullshit, but that's a separate topic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we have our last piece of news this week, and this one's kind of a near and dear to my heart. One, Platinum is going to start self-publishing. If you don't know who Platinum is, get the fuck off this podcast and go play. Oh, I don't know, Bayonetta or Bayonetta 2 or the upcoming Bayonetta 3 or the best Metal Gear Solid game to involve samurai swords, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for those confused by that, or Mighty Number, uh, what was it called? Mighty Number, no, no, um, I never asked 101. One. Yes. Wonderful 101. Wonderful 101 or that Transformers game that was way better than it should have been. Don't <laughs> play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one because that one was bad, but. They made fucking Vanquish. Yeah, I... Yeah, the, the Literally, the kind of quote from this is, 
We're gonna start self-publishing so we can fucking make sequels. Huh. Well, they weren't yeah. ma- they weren't allowed to make sequels before? Well, so they if you're not the publisher, the publisher can kind of put the we don't want to publish this because like we're not gonna give you funds for it essentially if we don't think it's gonna succeed. And part of that kind of comes from the idea that they're gonna publish the game for you. Publishing costs money. Yeah. Mm. Hold on, Charlie. Hold on. Are you telling me that a publisher does not have the best interest of gamers in mind? No, it doesn't when ever. People ask for sequels? Oh, yeah. No. Oh yeah. I... Are you are you sure about that? Oh yeah, also might want to throw in there near automata, also same same company. Yeah, that's a Square Enix one though too. Yeah, that's a that's not a peak but... platinum, I guess, in my but you're right, no, that's a, that's a near. You're right. you're absolutely right. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, just just to cement the fact, they make some pretty darn good they games. Make, from a gameplay standpoint, they make some of the best games in the industry. Yeah, they make some fantastic games, especially action to. games and yeah, ac- action games, especially game feel. Uh, it's so so easy to screw it up, but yeah, fantastic games. So yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. It's it's very. Uh, I think this is the first Japanese developer to say we're self-publishing at this point, too. Like, mm. this is more common in the U.S., especially in the PC markets. It is a big deal. Yeah. Platinum's going, yo, fuck this shit. We're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. We'll see if it actually plays out for them, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they uh, they at least they have the brand recognition and the name recognition. Yeah. I, I, I assume, I mean, it seems like they actually own their franchises. Um, you know, uh, you know besides besides the yeah. yeah, besides you know some of the obvious ones where they've done licenses, but it's like they own Bayonetta. I don't know if they do because that's going to be a Switch exclusive for Bayonetta three, the same way Bayonetta two was a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, um, but I, I yeah I don't know I I would say that they own Bayonetta, but maybe Sega owns it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, um, they don't own the near. I don't. I'm pretty sure they don't own near. That's that is definitely squares. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, but then they they can also make new games, which they're doing. So yeah, yeah. A world where platinum can do platinum things as opposed to kind of being forced to do not platinum things is a good world hypothetically. We'll see if it play, it pays out, but yeah, it could be good. Yeah. Platinum unhinged. <laughs> I'd also love them for Platinum to start like publishing other people's games and being like, no, this is not up to our standards. We will not publish this. Why? It doesn't have enough of your soul in it. Make it better. Make better game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And yeah. I I'm interested to see what they're gonna produce. Yeah. Without sort of a publisher sitting on top of them, I think you get wonderful. I think you get wonderful one hundred and two. Then, mm. like, uh, there are so many games that they, uh, not so many. A bunch of the games they made have done really well, unless you're trying to recap like major publishing fees. And yeah, the idea of them going semi indie and just self publishing is a brilliant move on their part because it frees them from kind of that oversight where it's like on one hand they can just release games when they're done now too as yeah. opposed to trying to hit some crazy and, deadline and they've you know and they have like i said they have games under their belt yeah 
they they which means that they have capital. Yeah. Which which means that they can afford to, you know, hire hire the new department that they're gonna have to have yeah. for, you know, doing their own production, which yeah, now that they have the they maybe they've decided we have the budget to do this. And we have the ability, so let's do it. Yeah. We'll see how this one plays out. But yeah. Yeah. Platinum doing things. Very it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to basically create an entirely rather large new department just to deal with that. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't they're, actually. They're, but know. yeah, they're not. This isn't a bunch of newbies running into it. This is people that have been working, yeah, success highly successfully in the gaming industry for a while now. And so. especially with the kind of bizarre rise of indie development, not not bizarre, but kind of historically unfounded rise of indie development in Japan. This could go yeah. some places, yeah. Like it's cool to see AAA no longer being the only way to develop in Japan, especially when it hasn't been historically. It's like the smaller kind of not recognized stuff had the problem of being like, yeah, these are fan games, and therefore you can't sell them legally, or they yep. never got out of Japan for that exact reason. When the U.S. and other countries were going like, no, we would love to play this weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Only time will tell. That does it for news this week. We have no emails, but Henry, if you want to contact us, how would you go about doing that? That would be wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com? For a second there, I thought you were going to make a joke about, like, where are you telling me that there's a website on the internet that I can use to send electronic mails to you that you could read on the podcast. I appreciate you for not doing that. Hold on, Charlie. Oh, Are God you damn it. You expecting me to do a meme on the channel? Here? <laughs> you brought this on yourself. I did. Oh, I did. God fucking damn it. Now that Henry's back, I can get rid of you finally. <laughs> Send you upstate to the farm. I got dark too quickly than I intended to. Yes, we could also guess gmail.com. Spells it sounds down the show notes, etc. etc. Send them in. We talked about a lot of stuff this week. I suspect there'll be some reactions to it. Last week we were kind of should be fucked, yo. But yeah. That does it for this week's podcast. Anything you two want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? Um, no. Other than uh well yeah, actually I have started streaming again. Did mention that and, to me earlier, uh, yeah. Yes, so Mave Online across the board. I got a new logo, so I'm all really happy about that. Oh, cool. And uh, kind of redesigned some of the stream elements here and there. But yeah, uh, you can catch me on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming, and Facebook Gaming. And for some reason, if you want to watch me on Periscope, I'm on there too. So Have I you made your, um, same time. what was it, a Pixel Junk account or whatever it's called? Plexstorm. Plexstorm. Uh, I do have it set up. I haven't streamed on it yet. I will Why haven't you soon. streamed on it yet, Alex? Is it not on Restream I will yet? Soon. Uh, no, they don't ha I have to do a custom RMTP oh. or RTMP or whatever gotcha. for it. So, we shall see. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably stream to it this week. Kind of get a feel for it. Just shirtless. No webcam, yeah, just shirtless while have... you're playing it, though. I'm going to have a very deep V-neck. I just realized that hair. Henry has no idea what the fuck we're talking about because he mixed the Pixel Storm jokes. <laughs> We've come full circle, Henry. There's now a Twitch out there that's just a campsite. <laughs> but it's four Pretty gamers. Much. Yeah. 
Unlike campsites. I look forward to streaming in my virgin killer sweater. I have to Google that now, and I hate you for it. You've never heard of the virgin killer sweater? I'm sorry, no. (laughs) That's what this is fucking called? Yeah. Why the fuck does this have a name, even? I don't know. But yeah, I, I look forward to wearing one as a dude. Okay. And just that. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> Henry, get us out of here. Cue the metal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>